five, four, three, two, one. Well, here we are. Yep. Hello, everybody. I'm Julie Andrews. Hi, I'm Anne Hathaway. And we're sitting here in a Disney screening room at Disney Studios, and we're, believe it or not, having a real English high tea. Which and I've never actually had a real, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I've never had a real English one, so I'm fairly excited right now. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll guide you <laughs> through it, name. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, my mom and I, the first time we saw this together, we just started crying when these credits came up because, you know, this is my first pretty big deal of a movie, so it's always so strange. It's oh, a pretty theme song, isn't it? It's The music on this movie I really, really love. Me too. It's, yeah. I think, really, and oh, Hector, he's so great. Yes. Such a, and I think he's in every single Gary movie. Gary Marshall I'll tell movie. Them. Yes. Yep. There you are. I love my hair. <laughs> <laughs> Was it hot? Horribly hot. And actually, one day the wig fell off. No. I'll tell you about it when we get to the scene. <laughs> and this is Crystal on the soundtrack, Darling, Darling Girl. Yeah, she sings wonderfully. Yes, she does, actually. Um, we were at the WNBA all-star game together and she was the uh, halftime presenter oh really uh yeah and she was just wonderful and joan jett was there too and so and joan jett started getting into it and it was really cool <laughs> how did this cat behave i i don't want to say because i don't want to offend the cat um, <laughs> <laughs> okay enough said <laughs> <laughs> there were three cats actually um the trainers were all so sweet they were really lovely lovely ladies um, but I, for every single one of the cats, it was their first film, so. Oh, gosh. Yes. Well, actually, they did pretty well when the chips were down. Right? I think so. Yeah, I think so. Oh, we just missed your name. It just went by. Julie Andrews, everybody. <laughs> this was a fun set. Oh, it was great. It was great. Yeah. Yes. Well, now, so, would you like a nice cup of I tea? I would love some. Chatting? And we have Jackie and Patricia from, yes. is it Patricia's Tea Company? Yes. Yes, they're here to give us a lovely tea, which I can't wait. Well, a real traditional high tea has finger sandwiches, and I don't mean that the sandwiches have fingers in them. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean that they're nice and thin. And uh, we have scones and jam and clotted cream and very good, strong English tea. Okay, I'm looking forward to this. John Debney with the music. Good job. Oh, God, how Gary many times Jones. did you go up? That hill? Yes, I had to go up an, a number of times, and that was actually our last day in San Francisco. Are those scooters motorized? Yes, they are. Those are Zappy scooters, actually. And, oh, um, I wish I'd gone on one of those. They're fabulous. They're re they were really a lot of fun. Should I have sugar with this, Julie? I don't know how to do uh, this. Do you have it in coffee? Uh, yes. Then in that case, you should have some sugar, too. Okay. Probably one lump, in my opinion. Oh, Mario Iskovich, a lovely, lovely, lovely man. And there's, of course, Mandy Moore, right and Beth Ann Garrison, and Bianca Lopez. Gosh, you're good. Thank you. Well, you worked with them more than I did. So. Yes, yes. Yeah. Oh, they, oh, I gotta tell you, Julie, they just could not stop talking about you after they met you. They were so excited. <laughs> well, we had about five minutes where we all wondered what we'd each be like, and then it was like we all suddenly became family. Exactly, absolutely. Morning, Lily. And Sandra Ow. Lily's friend. <laughs> 
<laughs> I love that. Gary moment. Marshall. Hey. Yay. Big shout out to him. Yes. We wish you were here having tea. Oh, this smells wonderful. Doesn't it? Sorry, I was talking about the tea. Cheers. Oops. Remember, to, you have to hold the cup with your little pinky. Oh, sorry. Yeah, okay, least... and I probably shouldn't be holding my sauce. I'm such an uncouth American. <laughs> it's okay, you can have the saucer as well. No. I would like to point out the kiss that we are about to, uh, that you're about to see. Yeah. Uh, that was shot on, I believe, the second day of filming when I didn't even know Eric's name. Oh my God. <laughs> and there you are. Yes. Any and second. so. And uh, it was just one of those things where Gary just said, all right, kiss the girl, kiss the girl. And so we did, and it was so horribly embarrassing. But I did notice that Eric kept messing up, and we needed more takes, so I don't know oh, how to think about Oh, I think he probably enjoyed it. <laughs> I don't know what to think about that, Mr. Eric Von Detten. He does it very well, may I say. Oh, yes, he does. Well, he's such very a Very convincing. Yeah. There are a lot of heartthrobs in this movie. There really are. I think that all the guys boy are. Boy, you just saw was Robert Schwartzman, of course. Wonderful, wonderful actor. It's Schwartzman, Schwartzman Cage. I don't know what his name is, but Robert. Well, he says he might change it to Robert Cage because right. his, uh, is it his uncle? His Nicholas? uncle, yes, is Nicholas, Nicholas Cage. Cage. So. And he's Talia Shire's son. Mm-hmm. Actually, it was a great moment when um, I was talking to him about, we were discussing the night before we had to shoot a scene what we wanted to do with it. And he goes, well, my mom had some ideas. Do you mind if she gets on the phone? And all of a sudden, I said, uh, and so she gets on the phone, and I'm talking to Talia Shire. Oh. And so I started, of course, flipping out, because I get starstruck very easily. I've got to tell you, I was so nervous right before I met you. <laughs> and so, and then, uh, so, of course, we were talking, and she's just the most lovely woman and just wanted to know what we were planning to do with it and give us some suggestions. Oh. And then uh, Robert... He said, uh, asked me, he goes, you were really quiet. What's the matter? I'm like, Robert, your mother is sort of impressive. <laughs> did you become good friends with Robert? I did. I did. He's he's a lovely, I actually went to see his band. He's, he's in a band. Yeah, I heard that. A few of the members are in the movie. Yeah. Uh, his band's name is Rooney. And uh, I went to hear him play a couple of times when he, um, when I was in Los Angeles. Right. I know They're you did. They're quite good. They're yes. quite good. Uh, I think... Um, I love this moment. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> Shh. Um, it's always fun looking nauseous uh, and peaked. <laughs> have you ever felt like that? Um, y not in a while. Not in a while. No, I think actually. you grow out of it, casual. probably. Yeah. Ca casual. Are you okay? She's gonna barf. I would like to point out that I had to do that 900 times, and each time, you can't see it because some girl's head was in the background, but I knocked the xylophone over. Oh, no. Yeah, oh, yeah, every single time because we needed to cut to... Oh, and I would like to point out that that is one of the steepest hills in San Francisco. Oh, my. And Gary just said, well, just, just go down it. So I thought, okay, how bad can it be? I was riding the brake the entire way down, and I was speeding up as I was holding the brake. God. And I was so nervous, but it was I've okay. done this. This is so much fun. Isn't you've it? Rock, you've gone rock climbing? It, yeah. yeah, just once, but it took a bit of courage on my part, <laughs> believe me. But my long nails were... Not helpful. That probably not. No. Probably not. No, I got really into rock climbing while we were while we were filming this movie. It was just wonderful. It's great. And it's all the rage great now. Yeah. Apparently, yeah, yeah we welcome. beat the trend. <laughs> Yoga's out. Rock climbing's in. I'm trying to forget about it. Have a sandwich. Oh, I think I will. Which one should I have? I would have an egg sandwich. I was to start actually with, going or a cucumber sandwich. Would you like one? Uh, sh uh, would I like one? Of course I would. Anything to do with an English tea. This tea is great, by the way, ladies. Thank you. Mmm. That's good. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Here you go. Oh, your grandmother called. I should have been wearing my glasses in this scene. Lives in Genovia, Clarice. Oh, 
Actually, was that just because you forgot, or was no? You know, we uh, in the early days of filming, I didn't wear the glasses as much, and uh, then Gary said we're having a problem, um, and that the glasses really help kind of close your face in, and otherwise mm -hmm. it's looking a little bit too open. And uh, so, too pretty, right? Well, I hate saying that, but uh, that, <laughs> he he said something to that effect, and Aww. so. Which was really sweet, thank you, Gary. But uh, so then, as the movie went on, you notice I'm wearing my glasses a lot more. <laughs> well, it's understandable. You might have had to take them off. Yeah. Exactly. I figured. Oh, you know what we really should have done? We should have gotten sports glasses. You know, the really big, one, thick oh, ones. Oh, good idea. Yeah. Oh wow. She said, "Your father hoped that you two would meet someday." The Princess Diaries is actually based on a book. Uh, Meg by Meg Cabot. Cabot. That's that's the name that I do remember. Who is just the loveliest, loveliest yes, person. Yes, she is. Um, and actually, I didn't um, read the book until several weeks into filming because uh, I don't think it had been published yet and they were worried about giving us advanced copies. That's right. That's the reason that I didn't actually right, until but actually, started filming. I wound up uh, recording the book on tape. No, yes. Annie. And the subsequent uh, book, Princess in the Spotlight, and I think I'm slated to do the third one. Oh, that well. makes so much sense. Right, but the funny thing is my father uh, didn't actually read the book. He listened to me once I had the book on tape done, and he called me up and he said, they made a movie based on... Th th there's." It Totally different. <laughs> I know that the queen is much more benign well, in the she, movie. Well, she she's speaks French. Yes. Oh, she's horrible, and she ha and her she has a her eyeliner tattooed onto her eyelids. <laughs> exactly. So you can get, and she refuses to wear anything but purple because it's the color of nobility. And my character um, actually is blonde and lives in New York, and it's quite different. But it it's, it's still got the same sensibility about a per girl trying to find herself. The school tours are on Saturday, young lady. I'm here for a meeting with my grandmother. Name? Clarice Rinaldi. Fantastic oh. face. <laughs> the front door. Thank you very much. Was this fairly early on in the shoot? Mm-hmm. It was, I think, after we got back from San Francisco, though. Uh -huh. Yes, because San Francisco was the <laughs> beginning of our shoot, wasn't it? Right. Welcome, oh, God, this tea is great. Mm. I did ask my mom to learn how to make this. <laughs> <laughs> well, PG tips are the best tea bags that you can get. I must say, everyone, Julie got really excited when she found out we were having PG tips. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're the ones that I always have and carry with me, believe it or not, on an airplane or to the set. Okay, right this way. I actually met a producer who worked with you once on a book on tape from a Random House, I think you were, when you were recording Little Bo. Yeah. And he said that... Uh, they wanted to have the perfect tea set up for you. And when he got there, he was serving you tea, and it was so exciting. And all of a sudden, he turns to you and goes, so would you like a spoonful of... <gasps> and he stopped himself. <laughs> he was so horribly embarrassed. He started blushing Aww. when he was telling me about it. <laughs> Do you get that a lot? Um, yeah, once in a while. Mm -hmm. A lot of people come up and say, I, I know every word of, which is hugely flattering. <laughs> And, uh, Hello, Amelia. And this, of course, is Gary's daughter, Kathleen Marshall, lovely, yes. lovely woman. She is lovely. <gasps> and there she is herself. There's May Mom. I point out that in every screening I've been to, you've gotten an you've gotten a round of applause when oh, you've made your entrance. Gosh, that's nice. It's an old, familiar face. That's <laughs> <laughs> Certainly familiar. And gorgeous, I must add. Well, you know what's lovely is that Gary uh, Jones, our wonderful designer of the costumes, 
who bought in Valentinos and Armanis and all sorts of good things, decided that because obviously the Queen must be in mourning for the loss of her Mm -hmm. son, which is your father, uh, that I should probably be dressed in very dark clothes to start with. Right. And then as the movie goes on and as you bring some... Uh, joy back into my life. My costumes get lighter and lighter. Right. But I think the amazing thing is how he was able to make black look good because uh, for anybody not in the movie industry, black does not photograph very well. <laughs> and even the scarves are dark. Mm-hmm. So, um, my mom said you wanted to talk to me about something to shoot. Oh, uh, before I shoot, I have something I want to give you. You know, this scene really reminds me of the first time I met you. I was so nervous. <laughs> I can't stress that enough. It was at the read-through. I remember for, that. And I, uh, there was a hush, I've got to tell you, as you entered, that came over the crowd and oh, everyone... Oh, no, come There on. really was. Really? Okay, I'm just going to tell you this. And uh, everyone was, all of a sudden, you hear whispered, Julie Andrews is here, Julie Andrews is in the building. Oh, come and on. And I got up and I was shaking. And you just gave me the warmest hug. And it Didn't was we some... sit side by side? Yes, we did, and we did. Yeah. It was and we a read reading it that and Gary had. The, the whole company were there. Oh, everybody. And I think a lot of people and their kids and their parents, everybody just wanted to come. And I remember you were besieged <laughs> no, by autographs and I, afterwards. And guess what? Uh, that script that we read, how much of it do you suppose is remaining in the film? I think With Gary Marshall, not oh, much. Oh, the word shut up. The yeah. words shut up. That that was in the original script, <laughs> but no. But it was it was we were so warm and wonderful. And I've just so everybody knows that's the most wonderful part about Julie Andrews is how real and down to earth she is. Oh, so. come on. Thank you. No. He was the crown prince of Genovia. Hmm. What about him? This scene, this scene. I would like to say that we took 29 takes for every single shot in this scene. Almost every line of dialogue had something like 29 takes. Yeah. Basically. We were on the flight path of, um, of the airport. Yes, on this location. It was so horrible. And to get any clear sound at all. I mean, and the amazing thing is, is that I don't think that much of it was looped afterwards. No, I didn't, I didn't loop a single line in this scene. I think just a couple, but it was an exercise in concentration. It was, day, it was, it? because every 15 to 45 seconds a plane would go overhead, so it was like, say a line, stop, wait for the plane, That's say right. another line, and of course this is a... Oh, that was in the original <laughs> script. <laughs> and <laughs> Yeah, we were just saying that Gary loves you to be script ready, obviously, in the morning, mm-hmm. and then you have to be prepared to just chuck it all out. Absolutely, every single bit. <laughs> every single day and add any number of lines and, and, and go with well. the flow. But I think it made me, for sure, uh, kind of loosen up a little bit. And, and I loved the challenge of remembering it all and, and, and being stimulated by having new lines thrown at one. Absolutely. And any and kind of bit of comedy, too. Oh, right. And I think it also helped with the spontaneity of the uh, acting. You can rule. Have another sandwich. I think I'm just trying to decide. Should I have a cucumber? cucumber? Yes. That's it. Actually, it was never a brownie. I could never find a true I was. I was a horrible brownie. <laughs> uh, I never became a girl guy because I was so bad at brownies. I always had egg on my tie and things like that. I did. In my wildest dreams, I never... Julie, I can never imagine you having egg on no. your tie. I tried so hard to just win the best, best-dressed brownie. Um, forget it. <laughs> Didn't make it. I thought I'd really got it together, and the brownie leader said, you have egg on your tie. <laughs> well, I think you, you'd win it now, so it's okay. Well, I must be careful with this tea today. 
Given time, I think you'll find the palace in Genovia a very pleasant place to live. Remember, it, we used to think it was Genovia, and we finally decided mm -hmm. we would be given the French pronunciation. Yes. Genovia. Actually, of... funny enough, in my audition, I thought it was a, a typo, and I thought it was Geneva. Well, it's so <laughs> close to it, you know. It's a little bit of everything. Amelia! 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 Come back here. I love Hector's head just in the bushes right there. <laughs> <laughs> they actually cut a great bit from the scene, which I loved, was when I uh, insulted uh, Queen Clarice's tea and said it might have rat poison in it. No, I remember that. Mm -hmm. And you right. gave a great line reading where you said, oh, and, and to top it off, she said, my tea was filled with rat poison. <laughs> <laughs> also, I threw a tantrum at the end of this scene uh, and said that the garden was a horticultural disaster mm. and that we needed to plant more roses. And it was established that Queen Clarice has her own rose. Yes. Which we decided was mauve and pale mauve, very perfumed and And pretty. actually looked exactly like your rose, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it uh, suited the character, that's for sure. It really did. Yes, in case you don't know, Julie Andrews does have her own rose. <laughs> uh, it's, funnily enough, it's, an, it's one that is uh, grown in England, and it's a little tiny rose. But it won't do well over here. It can't be sold really? in America because the climate is too hot. I think it needs the English kind of um, dewy damp. Which are is, you like that? Uh, <laughs> I do. I'm very used to dewy damp. That's for sure. Oh. Uh, and yes, everyone, that is my real retainer that I really. Mm-hmm. Because actually, Gary was uh, trying. He called me up after uh, when I was back at my home in New Jersey uh, before I moved out, and he asked me if I had a retainer because he knew I had braces and I said uh, yes I do but I, I can't speak in it and he goes what and I put it in and I spoke to him on the phone he goes ah, I can't understand a word okay. people will use it so that's why I'm wearing the retainer in the scene I don't feel protected I love that you try living for 15 years thinking that you're one person and then in five minutes you find out that you're a princess you know what just just in case <laughs> I'm not enough of a freak already let's add a tiara <laughs> Oh. I think this is a great example of Gary always wanting to bring comedy and him really yeah. understanding the humor in life because that could have been a very overly dramatic scene and uh, it was made funny just by the simple addition of, of you know plastic right. and wire. He <laughs> asked us endlessly what you like to do, what turns you on, what, mm -hmm. what um, quirks do you have, do you collect things, you know. Mm -hmm. And then there was such fun trying to decide. I've never written in a I love this moment. There was such fun trying to decide what <laughs> such Genovia would be famous for. Do you remember? Mm -hmm. Yes. And we came up with the ideas that it would be famous, obviously, for its pears, its, its fruit, particularly pears, and its goat's cheese, mm -hmm. and uh, uh, its roses, lace. Mm -hmm. This is Just something. Like this is Gary Marshall. Watch. Just so great. making sure that the room of the cup is clean enough and the table. <laughs> it's a huge reaction every time. Helen. <laughs> If Amelia refuses to accept the throne, then Genovia will cease to exist as we know it. So the future of your country is in the hands of my 15-year-old? <laughs> it took me nine months to learn how to do that with my eyebrow. I practiced and I still can't do it. Well, you know what it was? I was working on the television series I was on, Get Real. Mm. And uh, I got to the point where I would always learn my lines uh, the night before and then sometimes they'd be changed so I would relearn them while I was getting my hair done but while I was getting my makeup done I had to always I could never read anything because my eyes had to be in a specific way yeah so when I just got really bored and started looking at myself in the mirror and so I started teaching myself how to do that with my eyebrow and I guess I just built up the muscle and it worked <laughs> well I must remember that as good as it's gonna get 
I noticed that actually that when we were in the trailer in the mornings, in the very early mornings, getting made up, that you read a lot. I don't, I don't know how you can do that and just let people <laughs> work your bed. face like that. Yeah, the, the three of us have to. Do you love to read, by the way? Oh, I adore it. Yeah, I adore it. It's so important. Actually, funny enough, I didn't know. I, I moved from Brooklyn to uh, New Jersey mm-hmm. when I was uh, supposedly supposed to go into kindergarten, but I had been in a Montessori program, so it was kind of half preschool, half kindergarten. So I had some basic skills. I knew how to count and add and subtract. And I knew how to write my name, so my school in New Jersey thought I knew how to read because I oh. could do that. So they put me in first grade where everybody could read and I couldn't. And so they, it was horrible. So for the first two months, I didn't, I didn't tell the teacher what was going on, and she just thought I was an idiot. And then my parents came in, figured out what was happening, and I got a tutor, and I've just been reading ever since. Oh, I love it. Great. It's so important. Yeah, it is. In fact, some of the questions I've been asked by the press is, uh, if you were a princess, what would you do? And I said, well, actually, one of my first... Um, acts would be to improve the education in this country and to make it mandatory that all six-year-olds are required to learn how to read, yes. no questions asked. And how to read music, perhaps. Mm. Because um, I very much wish that had been mandatory in my life. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And I'm so lucky that, and I'm sure you feel the same way that you were able to, But because music is such a wonderful form of escapism, oh, I think. It is. And once you can read music, as, I mean, if you can learn to read, you might as well learn to read music exactly. as well. Exactly. And it kept me out of a lot of problems because when my friends were learning how to, were starting to smoke and party, I would say, no, I really don't want to do that. I want to protect my voice. Good for so. you. Good for you. And I know you sing beautifully. Oh, well, I, I think you, you just might have me beat on that one. No, darling. <laughs> I heard you and I was really impressed. Thank you very much. And I know much. you do, you've done some musical theatre, haven't I you? I have, I have, actually. Do you have a song on film or, or uh, TV? Uh, no, actually, my um, I was I my the producers on my television series asked me if I wanted to, and I I didn't want to because I thought if I did, my character probably wouldn't have a good voice. Otherwise, it would be a bigger part in her life. Mm-hmm. So I said, if you do it, I'm going to sing badly on purpose. And then they decided that that wouldn't be good to watch. <laughs> I used to specialize in in making people laugh by singing between the keys. Between the I notes. love doing that. Oh, it's such fun. Or, or having the over-exaggerated vibrato, which yes. goes from, like, between quarter tones. Oh, <laughs> I have to. But I want not one word of this until that evening. Is that understood? Duh. The press would have a field day. Well, let's not keep Spain and... That was a line that everybody thought should have been added, that we just don't say a word about this until... Mm-hmm. Uh, until the, it's revealed at the ball, because it sets up what happens later in the movie. I remember the day it was so cold, and yes. we had to walk those stairs so many times. I don't know how you did it. Look at that pretty Valentino coat. Isn't it lovely? <laughs> it's gorgeous. <laughs> Mr. Robitussin, only Gary Marshall would come up with that name. Of course. very nice manners. Good morning. There's someone I want you to meet. You know what I'm sad about is that they didn't include... Do you remember when you said, what if I refuse mm-hmm. to do what you want? And I say, then you would be walking to your 16th birthday. Yes. That was a wonderful line. European woman didn't stay for two. <laughs> Great reading. But the promise of tomorrow hung in the air. <laughs> That's so Gary. great, so great. Yeah. The first time I heard that, I, I actually it was in this room. It was because uh, I had to do an ADR line. Uh, saying goodbye to you, I believe, and I heard that line. ADR and I just, means oh, what? audio dialogue replacement. Right. And I just laughed, and they, we we I, we had to stop for five minutes while I just got <laughs> over the the elegant woman didn't stay for tea, but the promise of tomorrow is hung in the air. I could not get over it. <laughs> oh. 
explain for the, for the public um, ADR. I, I forget ADR not everybody means. has a history in movie jargon. <laughs> uh, ADR is audio dialogue replacement, as I mentioned, and basically that is like we, like we were talking about with the scene with the planes that were flying overhead. Um, Julie, are you trying to get me to get? Julie's giving me sandwiches. She's trying to get me to gain weight. Um, That's why I got Annie to tell you about this. <laughs> and sorry, but, so audio dialogue replacement is if a plane flies overhead over a line, but you really like the reading, you would go into a recording studio and say the line over as your mouth is moving so it sounds like you're saying it at that moment. And it's called ADR. It's also called looping because that little loop of film goes round and round and round mm-hmm. and you keep trying to time your voice to what you see on the screen. And eventually, you get it right. And so it looks live. <laughs> and the next time I see a looped line, I'll tell you guys. Well, probably everything outdoors was looped, mostly. <laughs> a lot of it. Well, the, well even even... Wind cutting across the microphone. Exactly. You know, if it's a, if it's or or clothes rustling, rustling if you have a body mic. But Keith Wester was the sound man and uh, Timmy was his assistant. He was phenomenal, actually. They were amazing. Yeah. They were unbelievable. And I, I don't know. I guess she's just trying to be nice to get me to like her. Oh. Oh. I'd like to point out that that thumb was my cousin Meredith's thumb. Never knew that, Annie. My God. <laughs> no. I hope she got paid. I think she did. But then we went shopping, so. <laughs> You actually had time to go shopping? Oh, my God. On weekends. <laughs> yeah, well, because you're in every scene, just about. We shot 58 days, and I worked 57 of them. Wow. <laughs> so you had one great day of shopping by the sound of it. <laughs> actually, but the funny thing is I didn't know I, was, I had the day off until 2 o'clock that afternoon. I was on a hold, and they called me, and my cousin and I just looked at each other, and we said, we don't know what to do. We're not used to having an afternoon off. I hope you did a lot of damage. Did you financially? Actually, no, because I called up my, uh, because I was working so much, I couldn't take meetings. And uh, I said, can we fit in a meeting? And the meeting was actually under the Disney lot, so I wound up going to work anyway. No. <laughs> and this is Mindy Brabano. Um, anybody lives in, who lives in Los Angeles knows her from... I watch her um, almost every night. Yes. She's a wonderful uh, entertainment... Um, Reporter. Common, co- commenter or yeah, reporter on I'd like the to point out that's not, that's not a real softball that I just hit her with. She didn't really hate me. <laughs> and uh, Gary, we had to do this so many times because Gary says, you know, it's funny, but it's not that funny. Try to get it to go up. He goes, up is funny. <laughs> <laughs> you mean up and then onto her head. Mm-hmm. I see. <laughs> Poor lady. The phrase attitude adjustment is I actually coined from my parents. Every single Christmas, at some point, I would get into the foulest mood uh, when we were decorating the Christmas tree, and my mother would say to me, without fail, you need an attitude adjustment. So Gary said, well, what can we do to say, what do people your age say? I'm like, well, I don't know about people my age, but my mother tells me this. And so he goes, that's great, let's use it. My mother used to say that, I think, did somebody get out of bed on the wrong side this morning? Be fair, okay? They were beautiful presents. This is what uh, Gary likes to call exposition, and that's why, uh, in an early screening, there was a, a shot of a, a street to show that we were on Exposition Street, which is basically explaining background about oh, that's the characters funny. to I didn't further the script that. along. Yeah, and also being on your back or on the bikes, you mm-hmm. can add any dialogue you want, right? Right. Oh, that was such a horribly hot day. We were sweating so much. Oh. So thank you, Gary, for cutting it down to make it shorter. And this is actually Robert Schwartzman Band Rooney. Now, the the um, symbolism of the Smarties, of course, comes in Oh, later. well, actually, those are M&Ms. M&Ms, not mm-hmm. Smarties, sorry. They could have been Smarties, couldn't they? They could have, but have you ever heard of a pizza with Smarties on them? <laughs> well, have you ever heard of a pizza with <laughs> M&M's on them? Apparently not. That's my cousin Meredith on the right, and then to the left, it's that's Abby Green, and that's Bruce Green, the editor's daughter. Aww. Yes, Meredith, you are wicked sweet. <laughs>
Talk loud, I got a band rehearsal. <laughs> this sounds of flypaper. We're flying away now. Flypaper, is that the name of the band at that time? No, it's Rooney. No, Rooney. Why Rooney? Actually, it's in reference to uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. The, oh, right. The, pre the uh, Hello, principal Hi, in that, uh, his name is Mr. Rooney, and so I right. guess they just liked it. I thought maybe it was after Mickey Rooney, which wouldn't be bad either. Yeah, no. No, what a good actor. Funny, funny, funny. I've never met him, obviously, but really funny man. Yeah. My husband Blake knew him very well. My, believe it or not, my husband Blake roomed with Mickey Rooney once. Really? For a while, yeah. He said what it was, was that like? Crazy. <laughs> really crazy. I'm sure that's a fascinating thing for the public to know. I love this moment. Hey. Good for you, yeah. Robert. He's really good at looking, you know, yeah. off into the distance and, and really speaking with his eyes. And I'm not saying that facetiously. He's actually really good at it. Not everybody can do it. This is a funny moment. Mm -hmm. We tried to have the Queen always busy because I know that our own Royal uh, Majesty in England um, constantly refers to her boxes. She has red dispatch boxes following her wherever she goes. And she really? has to go through all the papers every day because they come from all over the world. And so she says, let's get to the boxes, I gather. So we tried to have this Queen Clarice always signing papers. Right, and you know a lot about royalty being a dame yourself, right? Well, I think that <laughs> growing up in a country where you just are accustomed to seeing royalty all the time, you, um, you just sort of absorb it, I think. It's mm -hmm. always in the newspaper, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. This was the best fun. If anybody asks me what was the best part of the movie, I think the actual lessons, the montage, oh, and we had great. so many bits of shtick mm -hmm. in it, you know. Slowly. Well, <laughs> carriage, obviously. Hairstyle. And I would like to say something that I was a little, not upset about, but I Thank really you. tore apart my nails for this because I thought if Mia's nervous, she bites her nails a lot. Yes. She's a rock climber. She probably never takes care of them. So I really kept my nails short and very jagged during the filming of the movie. And then they brought in a hand double for that shot who had really beautiful nails. Oh, God. That's <laughs> funny. That schlumpy shot there. Oh, that was a great... I fought Gary on that. I said, I don't think the Queen would ever stoop <laughs> And that's why he said schlumping. that's funny. And he said, but that's wonderful. Just do it for me. Gary, uh, uh, when, we, when the lessons montage began, he kept saying, now what would she need to be taught in terms of, you know, we know posture and we know a couple of other things. So actually, we had to come up with a little something about, oh gosh, um, um, how you sit, stand, Well, the, the whole walk, phrase that you say in the wave. phrase, you know, I can take, teach you to walk, talk, sit, stand like a yes. princess. And then Gary came to me and said, okay, so how can you fall down doing each of these things? <laughs> <laughs> and actually that last shot when I was falling off the chair, uh, I had to fall onto a marble floor. So that was the first and I think only time I asked for padding. Because <laughs> it just hurt too much. It is funny though. And I know that Gary came up with the idea of keeping the camera fixed with the opening of that um, archway as the sort of proscenium, Thank like you. a little theatre piece. Yes, and I think it worked out nicely. Thank you very much. She, yeah. I just had my teacup refilled. Yes, thank you, Patricia. is not married, he's not living with anyone, plus he's not pierced, tattooed, or hair plugged. Do you realize a lot of people ask me how I came to... Uh, uh, how I came to this role, how I mm -hmm. came to accept the role. Well, I mean, first of all, look at the character. It's, it's kind of a, a no-brainer to say that it was a marvelous role for a lady. 
But um, Gary Marshall called and asked if I'd like to meet, and funnily enough, we met and had tea, wouldn't you know? <laughs> and I just fell in love with him right away, and right away he asked me all those important questions. What do you like to do? What do you think a queen would enjoy? What do you think um, Genovia would be famous for? We had the best time. The tea must have gone on for at least two hours. And uh, he asked me if I'd like to do the movie, and I admired his work so much. Um, I've always wanted to work with him. And so that was obviously the first reason for doing the movie. Second and closest was that um, it's for Disney, and that's mm -hmm. old, old family time for me. And the fact that it was a wonderful role, and that not only was it a wonderful role, but I get to wear these glorious Armani clothes, mm -hmm. Valentino clothes, and millions of dollars worth of real diamonds. Now, that is not bad. There, of course, is the very attractive, very, very sweet Mr. Eric Von Detten, who is actually, it's so funny. When I first met him, I had to laugh because he's so ridiculously good-looking. Yes. He doesn't exist. He simply can't. <laughs> Excepting he does. I know. So, girls, and he I looks like I love this that. shot. Gary really shot San Francisco in such a beautiful yes, way, Yes, he did. And it's just it's just amazing. In fact, a couple of reviews I read so far say, and Gary Marshall shoots San Francisco in a new way, the way we've never seen it. It's beautiful. Yes. And he did all of this I while there was... Hmm? I purchased the pumps. I love this line. I wanted the wrapped, I wanted to wear them. <laughs> great, great, great line. Now, that has to have been brought in uh, after the fact. I don't think that was in the script either. No, actually, there was uh, an on-set writer, his name was Marty Nadler, and we always say we can always tell which lines he writes because they're, um, he worked with Gary on Happy Days. And he works with him a lot, I Yeah, think. so he did a lot of sitcoms, and yeah. so the, the lines that are just, you know, quick, great one-liners that are really, really funny, we always call them Nadlers. <laughs> and then... And look at that, you have Alcatraz right in the background, oh, that's God. gorgeous. Remember the, the uh, and talking about Nadlers, do you remember Gary's line? He said, I, I, you'll say this and you'll say this and then chuffa, chuffa, chuffa. <laughs> remember? And we, we finally knew what chuffa, chuffas meant. They just meant chat on ad infinitum. Is it customary? Here I am signing papers again. Your dinner guests with, um, with Hermes scarves. It's Hermes. See, manners matter. That's why. <laughs> so, so you say <laughs> as I'm scratching myself, I'm just scratching my back. <laughs> manners matter. But enough etiquette for the day. Now, Genovia does a lot of trade with Spain, so we prepare for that. Sorry. The quickest way to a Spanish heart is dance. I would like to give a shout-out right now to my one of my best friends growing up, Amanda. This dance is based on the way she used to dance in high school before we taught her how to dance properly. So that is the Amanda that dance. That looks like proper dancing to me. <laughs> so it should, that dates me a little bit. I love the fact that the Queen really doesn't know how to work anything electronic. Oh, so great. <laughs> My mother could relate to that. <laughs> Hector really has so many great little one-liners in this, but he just makes them work so well. He's such a gifted actor. Yes, he is. Very sweet man. No. Actually, hey, everybody, I think that was an ADR line. Spin out. And spin into me. Spin Okay. He plays a mean guitar, and I was going past oh. uh, Hector's dressing room one day, and uh, he, I suddenly heard this very pretty 
sort of uh, Spanish music mm -hmm. coming out of it, and there he was, plucking away and doing a beautiful job with it, too. Actually, the first time I met Hector, um, oh, I mean, really, really, I, I met him at the, the read-through, obviously, when I met you, but the first time we really clicked was when we were waiting for, we were waiting for a shot to be lit, and I'm a huge Judy Garland fan, and I was just listening to a CD, yeah. and I started singing Me and My Girl Under My Breath, I'm sorry, me and my gal. And uh, he started harmonizing with me, and we started just sort of oh, scatting together, oh. and it was incredible. And so we really, really uh, bonded that way. And I've got to say, this was amazing being able to watch you two dance together when I was in the rehearsal because it was it was the this dance is so classy and it was really it's it's history and it's so just two, sweet that two legends just Kathleen dancing comes together in and knows better and exactly up, Charlotte soon. Cutaway. <laughs> And this dance, actually, um, in the script, it was called a bolero, but Hector made it very clear that it was not a bolero, it was a danzun. A danzun, which is <laughs> that part of the world sort of close to Spain is, is the kind of, kind of tango-like mm -hmm. dance that they do. Gary said, do you think they were an item or not? And we, Hector and I had long ago decided that we were <laughs> and uh, that we were going to try and get that in in our characters. And it totally you, it, did. You never really know, but it's just suggested, you know? Mm -hmm. Yes. One of my favorite shots in the movie is actually the shot where you're fixing some papers and he leans over and presses play. The shot is framed so beautifully with yeah, just the that back one of his just head. before the dancing yes. begins, yes. yes. I suppose we should say a few words about our wonderful producers on this film. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, Whitney Houston, uh, her company. Brown House. Bought, bought the book and. Uh, brought she it to came, Disney, actually. Yeah, brought it to Disney, and boy. Uh, it was so appropriate that they did. I'm glad they did. And Whitney came down on the set a few times mm -hmm. and uh, certainly came down the day of Gary's birthday. Oh, absolutely. And that was just, that was so wonderful to show that she actually had an interest in it, that she wasn't just throwing her name that's on it. That's right, that's right. And um, it was amazing because Deborah Martin Chase, another brilliant Whitney's woman, partner, actually. Whitney's partner. Um, she said, came up to me afterwards. She goes, you know what? I have never seen Whitney starstruck except for today when she met Julie Andrews. No, <laughs> I was equally so. <laughs> And then, of course, a little bit of physical comedy that you do right there. It's so <laughs> subtle. It's great. And, of course, that's Larry Miller, who's been in quite a number of Gary Marshall films. Uh, he's probably best known for uh, giving Julia Roberts her makeover in Pretty Woman. She is gorgeous. I love his accent. So great, because it's, it's so wonderfully vaguely European. Frizzy, <laughs> busy. <laughs> And he, I don't think he speaks any language when he talks to his two ladies. No, I think it might be sort of Germanish, but it isn't. Confidentiality agreement. Listen, here it comes. Schwanevlicht, yeah? And these girls, this is Sparrow and Gwenda, and I just have to say they were so great because they had to. It was their hands in the shots that you'll see in a moment when they were dealing with my feet. And I don't know about you, but I don't like feet, and they just held my feet all day, and they were very nice about it. So I wouldn't mind that. Very lovely, very comfortable. And here they come. The rings, yeah, great addition. <laughs> I love that Helga. <laughs> yes. Don't you love that? <laughs> and the, the bro I must give myself a little credit. This broken hairbrush was my idea. <laughs> oh, good. It is funny. Thank you. But it hurt while we were trying to do it because this one, it was supposed to break a lot easier and it wouldn't, so he was really, really pulling hard. It hurt. <laughs> well, it worked. Wear contact lens. Well, I have them, but I don't really like to wear them that much. And this was actually... No, you do. <laughs> the only reason that made it into it was because Gary said, no, I said, no, Gary, after the makeover, is Mia going to keep wearing glasses? And he goes, no, why would she? I said, well, 
she wouldn't be able to see. So we had to think of a reason why she couldn't wear her glasses Good, again. Good, yeah. Now, uh, this is a question I've got. How were those eyebrows done? Were they stuck on or what? Hallie Damore, the brilliant makeup artist, the woman who did my makeup every day, stuck. Uh, what she did, it was a combination of fake eyebrows that she would paste on every day. Really? Indiv individual, hair by hair, and then she would do fill-in with, uh, black, with black facial paint. Somebody asked me the other day, how do they do that, you know? It's, it was amazing and just such an act of love by her because it could not have been fun every day. But she actually, you know, she got really into it. And some days she would just say, some days she would take pictures just because she was so proud. And she's like, it's like, it's, it's, it's art. It's a work of art, yes. Of course, which is very strange, but I guess it's sort of modern. Look at those. This is one of my favorite shots in the movie. Oh. And this, and give you a princess. There you are. With early 90s hair. <laughs> We should all be so lucky. Oh, thank you. But actually, those two pictures, it was great because uh, Ron Bastorf was the on-set photographer. And yeah. he, we, we, uh, during the screen test, because we needed those uh, to be developed and, and to chosen, he said, OK, now take some school photos. And I started making funny faces like those. And he goes, what are you doing? And I said, no, my character isn't photogenic. And I had to explain to him all about oh, Mia because he I hadn't see. read the script. Uh. So I had to convince him that I was OK. I was doing the right thing. <laughs> There was a sweet moment that, where I went and touched your chin very gently there. Do you yes. remember that? Yes, I do. Yeah. I think it might have been too soon for Gary. Possibly, possibly. And I think too soon I, for the Queen to express right, and her I think I think just because affection. the movie, I mean, everybody in the movie makes a, such a, makes journeys throughout mm -hmm. the character. I think it just arrived at the destination a little bit too soon. I think so, too. Hey. I think that's a great moment yeah. when he just doesn't say anything. What? Michael, don't always think you can get a ride with us. Oi. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Oi. Oh, oh. Um, <laughs> you, you think it, it looks that bad? You look ridiculous. You should sue. <laughs> well, um, <laughs> I know that it's, it's a little you know, straighter. Uh, and there are so shorter. many funny Heather Here. stories. Um, Heather Matarazzo, of course, the lovely woman who plays Lily right now, is so, 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 so funny. A really honest person, just tells everybody what, she, what they need to hear when they need to hear it. <laughs> and um, one day, there's a scene that got cut from this, but uh, she had to, uh, just, all she had to do was say, hey, Ma, I'm home. And one day she added, before the story makes sense, you need to understand that our director, Gary Marshall, has very strange eating habits. And one of her his favorite things to uh, eat is tuna fish and, and uh Bananas. So she was walking up to the uh, the stoop, and she goes, "Yay, Ma! I'm home. Can you make me tuna fish and bananas?" <laughs> sort of in a Gary voice, and we all laughed very hard, and it was great. He did every afternoon at about four o'clock when we were, I was having tea. Um, uh, Gary would be having his tuna fish and bananas, and I'm American, so I was having ding dongs. <laughs> <laughs> My hair looks really red in this shot. That's the sun. It's the light in the sun. I think so. Yeah. Someone tearing back there. I'm fine. Very well, then I'll go meet your grandmother. But I remember that day when I had to cry. It was a really hard day because Heather and I are very good friends, and um, you know she was being mean to me, and she came over. She's like, "I'm sorry, I'm being so mean." No. And she's like, "Were you friends before the movie?" Um, we had met before the movie, actually, at an audition that neither one of us were cast <laughs> uh, in this show. But uh, I had met her, and of course, I was familiar with her work, yeah. and I totally respected it. And then um, I was really excited when I found out she was being screen tested for Lily, because I just yes. thought she was so perfect. Yeah. And then I was even happier when she got the role, and we got really close over the filming of this That's movie. That's nice. Do we email each other or anything like that? We call each other a Do lot. Do you? Yes. Okay. Um, 
How old were you when you did your first role? Or first part, or first oh, working job? My first working job, I was 14. Um, and it was in a, a little production at a, a local theater, and I was in the, the play Gigi mm. by Lerner and Lowe, and I... Uh, <laughs> and you sang. No, I didn't, actually. I played a Parisian schoolgirl. I did not speak. I caught a ball and smiled. <laughs> and um, then I, I kind of... I was in another show, a straight play of uh, Jane Eyre, a few months later, and then from there I got an agent, actually, and... and Excuse did me, you I play didn't... Jane Eyre? No, no, no. I, I, I understudied five roles. Yeah. But um, I understudied the person that understudied Jane Eyre. No. Um, but... So you, you paid your dues, isn't it? I did, I did. And then I didn't really actually get really into acting professionally until I was about 16, and that's when I was cast on the television series Get Real. And then I uh, really didn't decide that I wanted to be an actor until I did this film, and I really could see like the most amazing way a project could be. This experience was so great to work on. Yeah. So this really was a huge uh, influence in and why... the fact that you can really give the people watching the movie, hopefully, a, a, an evening of true Exactly, pleasure, and that was great. Where they How can about forget you? When about did, when all the you? mean things that happen in the world <laughs> yeah. and the when tax did, man. When did, you, <laughs> when did you... Well, now it is the tax man, certainly. Yeah. Uh, so when did you get into... I, your first professional part? You, first you, professional was... Was in vaudeville, right? Yes, I, my parents were in vaudeville, so um, uh, I kind of grew up knowing it. But I think I sang, certainly sang on stage when I was about 10, but my first real debut was about 12, so we were both young when we yeah. started. Yeah, and I think we turned out all right. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're, we're all we've got, so... <laughs> I love that hat. It's a fun hat. It, did I you pick it. it or did Gary uh, Jones? It was, it was a combination. Um, Gary, we needed to find a hat that Gary, the hair person, and I all agreed on, and that was the only one. <laughs> well, it's great. Great. Actually, I went out in character one day uh, in the hat, and it was amazing the response I got. All of these, you know, deadbeats and like losers came up, kept coming up to me, and which is weird because whenever I go out, I usually don't get any attention from boys. But now I went out, and this time I got negative attention. <laughs> really negative. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. But a guy did invite me to a poetry reading of his, so that was interesting. <laughs> I trust you did not go. I didn't. Good. Oh. Must have been so nice to film without the wig, wasn't it? It was. It Huge was. release. I don't great. like wearing wigs myself. I think it looks really sweet. I do it when I have to, but yeah. that wig in particular I was... Get very I feel very uh, claustrophobic, like mm -hmm. I can't do what I... Uh, as free, you know, I can't act as freely yeah. as I like. Well, I kept a long uh, skinny object with me at all times just because it itched so bad. I, I always know. had to poke it up in my, my, my wig. <laughs> I made a film once called Darling Lily, and I had to wear a wig, mm -hmm. and we had to shoot... Last thing at night, at dusk, mm -hmm. a particular shot that we absolutely had to get because it went from my close-up up to the sky and some planes flew overhead and it mm -hmm. had to be timed incredibly. And being dusk, all the midges came out and were attracted to the glue on my, <gasps> oh, on my no. wig net uh -huh. and that was holding the, the wig down. And they started to climb inside the wig, into my hair, oh. in, onto my scalp, and they started biting. And I kept saying, I was filming with my husband, Blake, and I kept saying, Blake, I am being bitten to death. And he kept saying, just two more shots, darling, because of, because of the planes. And when I took my wig off, it looked like I had, I had the measles from, from my forehead up. How horrible. Yeah, it took a couple of days to get over the, uh, the allergy of being bitten so much. Thank you for being here today. Thank you for being here. I'm thank sorry, ma'am. I must pick up the Prime Minister. Oh, excuse me. Oh, oh well. Thank you for being here today. That was fun to do. That was actually, that was great. And, um... <laughs>
How many did you actually get? Uh, some takes were better than others. I'm not a very good darts player. Um, yeah, I don't frequent bars that much. <laughs> better now. Um, but uh, the crew really got into it. And did in between they? takes, they would break it. And we were driving the props guy nuts because he's like, guys, I'm running out of balloons. Could you please stop? And we're like, okay. Bullseye. <laughs> <laughs> Modern day Cinderella, though. yeah, and an ugly duckling scene Absolutely. too. Absolutely, we've gotten Anderson. so many fairy tales amidst into this just one movie. <laughs> um, but I think I think the reason that it's totally a modern retelling of Cinderella is that in Cinderella. Um, at the end, she needs the prince to come and put the slipper on her foot. Yeah. And Mia strikes me as the kind of girl who would run out and put her foot into the slipper <laughs> by the end of it. That's a nice analogy. We got the new parts for your. Stang. And this is another uh, scene in which Gary basically said, okay, here are the important parts, chuffa. <laughs> yes. I love this when Lily comes running up behind you. Oh, great, great line. Great, and great reading, too. Mm-hmm. Wait for it. It's coming yeah. up any second. It here gets a big laugh. Here this one. Wait up! Wait for me! Not you! I don't even know you! That's <laughs> <laughs> great. It is And sweet. earlier, Robert Schwarzman gets has, says this line that cracks me up every time when he goes, you know, we could uh, put it together, together. And it's so perfect for a high school guy asking yes. a girl out for a date. Yeah. But technically, he wasn't asking me out for a date. <laughs> and there's Scotty Marshall, Gary Marshall's son, who was the second unit director. And you know what? I didn't realize until I saw a biography of Gary the other night how like Gary he is when you know, he's like a young Gary Marshall. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, of course he is the idiot that I am, but I hadn't realized just how like him he is. Mm -hmm. Have you read Gary's book? Yes. Isn't, Isn't it great? It, yes, it's called Wake Me When It's Funny. <laughs> <laughs> and it's great. And in it, he talks about his career, uh, his early career as a writer on a different comedy series. Actually, he wrote for Dick Van Dyke, didn't he? One of yes, your, one of he your certainly old friends did. And co-stars. Yeah. Yeah, and he wrote for Lucy, who actually was a huge comedic. It's so funny because everyone, uh, a lot of people are asking me who I who I learned uh, comedic timing from, and it's really it was watching old episodes of I Love Lucy, of Dick, yes. the Dick Van Dyke Show, the Carol Burnett Show. Yeah. So well, the, you were learning from the best. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, so Gary, of cable. course, wrote alongside Mel Brooks and Carl oh, Reiner yeah, and absolutely. all of those people. It's it's so funny because, uh, of course, the producers is on Broadway right now. Yes. And um, it's impossible to get, to get a ticket. And Gary was talking to me. And he goes, yeah, I'm going to see the producers. And I say, oh, how did you get a ticket? And he goes, well, Annie, I do know Mel Brooks. <laughs> <laughs> I said, yeah. oh, yeah, that's a... It helps. Yeah, yeah. Now, see, there's like, a oh, there's a paler outfit. See, I've, uh, uh, you didn't notice, but I who's graduated the designer? from Is that black a to purple. That's a a, a Louis Ferro. Oh, it's uh, just gorgeous. Outfit, I think. Joseph. Speak. Hello. Majesty, it was I who told the press about you. And I love this interplay between Larry Miller and uh, and Hector when they do the whole the uh, grazie prego thing. And that was that was totally Hector, and it's just it's so small but great. <laughs> and every line that Larry Miller said was improv. And every once in a while he would say something sort of naughty. And once he said it while well, I was on camera, and I just started cracking up. And it was re this is a re this was a really late night. Actually, I believe we shot this on my birthday. Really? Yeah. 
and uh, and I remember, and I started laughing, and uh, Walter, I guess, wanted to get home. It was a Friday night, and he's like, Annie, calm down! <laughs> but other than that, Walter never raised He was the sweetest man to work with, oh. Walter the cinematographer. He was impatient, and we shot long hours. Gary's mm. famous. He gets so enthusiastic, I don't think. I mean, he wasn't tired when we were all dropping. No, you know? no, no. And we would do 14, 16-hour days. Right, but then, movies. of course, he ate tuna fish and peanut, uh, yeah. the <laughs> peanut butter and bananas. Right. <laughs> all mixed Speaking of that, would you like half a scone with me? Oh, I'm so stuffed. You have half a scone and I'll eat it later. Well, take a bite and I think you'll not be able to resist it. I would love half a scone. I love how she just goes, says, merci, <laughs> really quickly. She was born royal. And we cope with the press every single day. And look at day. your hair. How great does your hair look there? Yeah, that's Michael John. John Isaacs of Michael John has been doing my hair for a long, long time. And uh, he he just gets it right. Great, man. He's actually giving my cousin a ride home right now. Is he? <laughs> he is a nice, lovely man and a great yes. friend. Yes, let you know soon. Good. A diplomatic You have to understand that when we, uh, when you're shooting a movie, a lot of time is spent in the hair and makeup trailers, so you get to know your hair and makeup people really well, and they get to be very good friends. So uh, listen, good. if it weren't for them, we'd be looking a mess, I can exactly. tell you. Uh, they, they've saved my life so many times. <laughs> and that's another thing that people usually don't realize, is that how much time actors and actresses really spend in hair and makeup, so they're saying... Well, I mean, how much help they get would be exactly, the best way to describe how much it. Help, yes, in every way, really. I mean, mm -hmm. from your cameraman to the angle to the lighting. Exactly. It's there's really, I mean, I think Julia Roberts said it best at one of her acceptance speeches for an award she won for Aaron Brockovich when she said, "There's a whole army of people behind me that you can't see, but are, that are there." And that's really that are making her look. I mean, she's lovely anyway, exactly. but that helped to make her look. And the crew lovely. on this film, I mean, just really the people that you don't see on this, they were just incredible. They're yeah. just extraordinary. There's such a. When I first came to um, Hollywood, I was so amazed that. You know, there's a tradition to this. Oh, that must have hurt. That must that have hurt. That was a total accident. It wasn't supposed to happen. We just went on with the scene. My God. And it didn't. Well, it did, but my pride was hurt worse than anything else. And I'm sorry I interrupted you. No, no, that's okay, because <laughs> I often think, my God, that must have hurt. Okay. <laughs> um, now, what I was saying is that uh, there's a tradition in theater. You know, you, you certainly, you know, people have worked with the best and blah, blah, blah. You come out to Hollywood and you realize people who paint the scenery worked with... Monroe and with the, um, you know, people that Thank go, you. Chaplin and, and just way back. And the, their history is such a quiet one and they don't often boast about it. But any man you meet on the set, if he's over 50, has probably worked with the very, very best exactly. and has a whole history. Can't I just tell everyone that I simply quit? No one can quit being who they really are, not even a princess. Now, you can refuse the job, but you are a princess. Here, Annie, half a scone. Oh. It's got clotted cream and jam, and it'll be a real scone because Patricia, of the Patricia's tea room, is English. You know, uh, Gary came up to me before we started the movie, and he said, you know, obviously you're on the... the thin side of the movie, maybe you want to think about gaining a little bit of weight so we can actually portray a healthy body image to oh, young girls. Oh, that's so, interesting. Yes, okay. Fancy so I'm thinking of that. Yeah, oh, absolutely. He's a real woman's... I, mean, I he, certainly he has, portrayed he a healthy body image. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you look great. No, I but kept thinking, two oh, daughters, God. So I actually gained a tiny uh, couple pounds for this role, but I, now with this clotted cream and everything, you're trying to get me to gain more. It's one day. <laughs> just one day. Bonnie mm -hmm. Aarons as the Baroness. <laughs> You are so great with all your names. Who really looks much better without all that makeup on. She does. She's actually very, mm. very pretty lady. Julie, you're corrupting me. These scones are great. Aren't they? Mm. Oh, there's, and there's Juliet Elizondo, the little girl. That's Hector's uh, granddaughter. Granddaughter, right. Let me take your brandy glass. You won't need it in there. 
And easy on the schnapps. Remember the winter dinner. <laughs> I'm not allowed to go to the party. <laughs> dinner. Dinner is served. <laughs> Papa Joe. Uh, Mario Skivich, one of the delightful producers on this movie. That was his dad. That was his dad who delivered a chocolate croissant. Uh, I think had it like FedExed out from New York every single day for Ellen Schwartz, the uh, first oh, director and one of the God. producers on this movie. What a sweet thing. Totally. That's the amazing thing about working on a Gary Marshall film is the family vibe that you get and well, how close everybody all the gets. So often. Exactly. There's Look at that dress. Is that a pretty dress? <laughs> Just beautiful. Yep. And really so Eliza Doolittle, in a way, wouldn't you say? It is so simple. Would you like to see them, ma'am? <laughs> I love this because the poor queen gets asked all these things all the time. And I'm sure you could relate. <laughs> this is funny. No. Oh, okay. So, Mr. Prime Minister, how would you say the pear market is doing in Genovia? <laughs> the pear market, see, we spoke about our... <laughs> That's such fantastic, like, dinner small talk. Mm hmm Oh, man. This scene... did that so naturally. Thank, it took so many takes to get that darn thing to light on fire, and finally we had to just douse the thing in kerosene. And that was added douse because... The, the paper? The paper, because it would not light on fire. And then I would have to drop it onto his arm, and then that would have to... And it was a really long shot. Yes, it was. It was darn near impossible. And then finally we got it, and it was the, his arm, the flame was supposed to go out when I put it in the bucket. And it didn't, so that's why I threw the water on it. <laughs> the food's delicious. So you actually just improvised the throwing of the water? I had to. Ah. And this, actually, funny story based on this. Um, if anyone who's watching this has ever seen Pretty Woman, there's a scene in it in which Julia Roberts is eating um, sorbet, and she uh, takes a bite of the mint leaf uh, unknowingly. Well, the reason that was added was because there was a shot in which she had never had sorbet before, and you're apparently supposed to have very tiny bites because it's very, very cold. So she took a bite about that size and couldn't speak because it was so cold, was trying to go on with the scene and just started laughing. And I saw it, actually. I saw this, the take because they wanted me to observe it for this. And it's just 30 seconds of her trying really hard not to laugh with this frozen blob of ice cream in her mouth. So it was borrowed. And so, yes, and we had... Oh, that was totally borrowed. And we had to do this so many times. Yeah, and my it mouth was frozen. frozen by the end. Oh, it was yeah. awful. But if you look, these two were so funny. I'm cracking up. I am just ready to die right here. No! <laughs> 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 Actually, they uh, these two, I'm sorry I don't remember the name of the improv troupe, but they're m members of an improv comedy uh, troupe, and so all of their lines, they had no lines pre-written. They would come and just make them up on uh, the spot. Another Gary Marshall. Another Gary Marshall? Movement, yes. Wash your hands. Sorry. This is another repeat from Pretty Woman thing. I would like to the woman all the way on the left, who you just missed, her name is Julie Paris, and she was also in Pretty Woman. She's been in a number of Gary Marshall films, as have most of the people in these scenes. Gary has this, uh, there's this thing called Friends of Gary. Sort of called a rep fogs. Yeah. And they're, they're just people fogs. Mm -hmm, yeah. who come in and make cameos for him and uh, are pretty much in all of his movies. Some family members. Mm -hmm. So I remember the uh, on the call sheet for this day, uh, it said weather, and it was beautiful and sunny out, but it said a very foggy day oh, because all of his friends oh, were here. I get it. I'm out of here. Oh, my God! <laughs> 
This is such a classic comedy Raining bit right there. <laughs> and people really, I mean, that's, that's the brilliance of Gary. People really don't do stuff like that anymore. That I mean, a lot of directors nowadays, <laughs> scripts nowadays, just uh, want to capitalize in a way on toilet humor uh -huh. and, and expletives. And, and there isn't any. None in this. In this None in this. And that, that whole example of uh, just the brilliant physical comedy that Gary knows how to do is a great example of why this movie is, I hope, going to be timeless. I think so. Shall we adjourn to the Grand Hall for Of course, always in control, the Queen. <laughs> <laughs> Gary kept saying to me, is, there, is the room to your liking is the room to your taste and <laughs> we actually discussed everything from the flowers on the table to the color that they would be mm -hmm. and the prop department really came through Sorry, I that really that. is a picture of your dad isn't it yes that is my real life father that's such a beautiful merry-go-round and they made it and actually they were that's I, supposed to be a Fabergé one yes but Fabergé doesn't make merry-go-rounds so we had to cut that line no And there are the Fountains of Roses. mess when I first arrived. I've been spending every spare moment in it I can. Pick up one of these. Make yourself useful. Spray everything. <laughs> it's a little unusual for a queen to be doing her own gardening. Well, actually, <laughs> this was pointed out to Gary that I don't know if Her Majesty would ever have the time, but we established that she's a passionate flower lover and gardener and that the, the uh, embassy was an absolute mess in San Francisco, so it helps. Amelia? Plus, once again, as every single character makes a journey, the garden also makes a journey. Yes, it grows. Which, yeah. if you wanted to, you know, be very, uh, like, a total film buff, you could totally take it as a metaphor for Mia's journey towards finding herself, the garden. <laughs> as did her garden, my garden. <laughs> this scene was totally improvised on the, the, on the morning. It was impossible. I mean, we were saying that with Gary, you need to show up and know your lines, but there were just no lines for the scene. I think was it was actually put in... I mean, I don't... I think it was just showing us in the conservatory uh, period. I mean, I don't even think right. there was a... There Here's, wasn't. This is one of my favorite lines in the whole movie. <laughs> and I would just wait for it to come mm -hmm. up. If you think about her being a queen... I haven't sat in the front seat of a car in the longest time. <laughs> And I haven't sat in the front seat of a car. Well, the Queen wouldn't sit in the front of seat of a car. Of course not. It is wonderful how much Mia and uh, Clarice really learn from each other and the yes. experiences they get because, let's face it, not your average 15-year-old does not go to a state dinner. No. Unless she's, you know, one of the Bushes. <laughs> but, um, and then I doubt how many queens have sat in the front seat of a Mustang going right. into an arcade. It's wonderful. But I think it's so funny that she says it with such enthusiasm. <laughs> well, that was all you. How's and there she tea? is wiping off. Yeah. Tea's great. There's wiping off the hand again. And do you remember how horribly strong this machine Unbelievable. was? Unbelievable. I could not have done it with one hand, as you can see. <laughs> well, uh, I, I think the, the true indicator was when the transpo guys couldn't do it with one hand. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> so here we go. I had to do it with two. Now I'm ready for you this time. Go! It's going! It's going! Go! 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 You can do it! You can do it! You can do it! Go! Oh, yes! Oh! Got it! Give me five! Five? Five. Oh, do you remember in the original uh, scene that the, that the photographs came out of the yes. bottom uh, uh, little uh, slot there mm -hmm. and I bent down and said, thank you, <laughs> as if there was somebody sending their photos out that to us. That was great. Yes, which actually what was uh, the reason we put that in was because Gary used to do that when he was a little boy. That's right. He said that. Except once about 15 years ago. Uh, this, this is, is the scene, serious. right? With the flies. This was our, that, this scene and the one with the airplanes were the two hardest scenes in the movie. Mm -hmm. 
Because the, they were huge flies, like horse huge, flies. Huge, enormous black flies. I don't, they must have been coming up from the rocks or something. I don't I know. I don't know. Or I, they, maybe they were attracted to the corn dogs. <laughs> it's kind of hard to be attracted. Oh, and I would like to point out that those are vegetarian corn dogs. Everybody was really, I'm a vegetarian and everybody was lovely uh, with that. But I don't think I could have dealt with a real one. And the other thing about the scene, which was hard, I mean, it, as I say, these things are sent to test us, was that the wind kept blowing my hair straight up. In a, you've got the hat on, thank God. But uh, I got sprayed with spray more often. With each take, I got more spray and more spray. Right. But this is right outside the, um, was this right outside the Museum Mechaniki? Yes. Yes, and which is a fantastic place. If you're ever in San Francisco, I recommend it to anyone. It's a wonderful, wonderful place. I'd like to point out to the viewers, please notice that the uh, necklace that's holding up my, my glasses is a little beaded, and there's a reason for this, and we'll point it out in a second. Let's get another one. <laughs> Here we go. It's the, it's the culmination of this scene where the necklace comes in rather handy, and I'll show you. Yes. And this is when you do a great little bit of physical comedy coming up. I, you just have this fantastic, fantastic, just stop. It's great. Blaze on up. I love that. Yes. And then right here, right here, right here. Oh, <laughs> totally sold it. It was great. And actually, this scene uh, just reminded me of the first time we actually, the other driving scene when we were talking about how royalty doesn't jingle, um, I didn't have my license when we filmed this movie <laughs> and so and but I had my permit and I knew how to drive and it wasn't a big deal but uh, Gary uh, didn't tell you that and I told you as we were getting to the car and I could see you get so nervous <laughs> you didn't have a license okay driving without a license accompanied by an adult whose license expired and actually my, my, my whole license ordeal because it took me forever to get my license just because I was never home I needed to get my license in New Jersey right and I was just never there long enough inspired a lot of this because they said you know well would would you ever drive without a license and I said I sort of uh, have <laughs> <laughs> now watch I'm just about to put my glasses on my head I understand perfect. Gary said this scene where you start knighting people, I'd like you to seem more royal. How can we suddenly make you look more royal? So by putting the glasses on my head and having the little jeweled necklace around my face, it gave a sort of slightly unconscious feeling of being more royal. Of course, and having a tiara. Yes. I noticed that, actually. I thought yeah. it was a wonderful it choice. It was clever. That was Gary Jones. We looked for a scarf, maybe, that would work or something else. But funnily enough, the glasses worked so well. This is such a great Genovian scene, Julie. I honestly don't know anybody else who could have pulled it off as well as you did. Genovian Order of the Robes. Oh, oh, ooh! Won't you please? These two guys were so funny. And here go the glasses. Little tiara uh, moment here. Does anybody have a saber? Don't you love that? Does anybody have a saber? Yes. Who but of course would have a saber? <laughs> but you haven't. But she had an umbrella. You just can't yes. get away from them. Can see you? The, see the With pretty the necklace around my face. Just gives an illusion of a something on my of head. Of course, of course. And then of course you're a whole. You know, it's you. You're a good actor, Julie. Washington, and I dub thee Bruce McIntosh of San Leandro. This was the best fun to shoot. It really oh, it was. So much fun. And all of you bear witness to this auspicious moment in history. That's such a great line. I love that. This <laughs> auspicious moment in history. I know you don't want to go all the way downtown. I remember this. No one got hurt, did they? We're in short, 
Okay. Well, well, chivalry ain't dead, you know, so... It... Noble Arthur, how very kind. <laughs> Do you need a lift home? Oh, that would be very helpful. Thank you. I love Come the fact that the Queen not <laughs> only gets away with it, Goodbye, but gets trolley a lift. People. Goodbye, trolley people. Yes. Best line, which actually was added in after the movie. Uh, that was added when and we were doing looping. Uh, that line, I've got to tell you, gets awesome. a laugh and applause every time. Goodbye, trolley <laughs> people. I loved it. <laughs> Gary said, way. would you say that? And I said, well, let me try it. And it was so funny when we did it. We even cracked up. <laughs> Another Gary Marshall Another one. Line. No, I never slide. Queens wouldn't slide, I don't think. Let me say, I've never been in the backseat of a, uh, a police car, thankfully. They are hard. <laughs> yes, they are. They... Wasn't that hard? Absolutely. I wonder I mean, why. And I'm saying this to all the young kids right now. Don't get into crime because I'm telling you, it's really uncomfortable. The On back the backseat of a car. Absolutely. I, and I, there's a reason for it. There is. And actually, I asked them about that. I said, why aren't there cushions? They said, because they can hide weapons in there. That's true. Which is a Nicky thought. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and here comes Gary's two grandchildren, Lily and Charlotte, too. Yeah, he the has them in his movie. girls you'll ever meet, Lily not and Charlotte. That, not those two. Not but these two, but the little Here they are. Thing. That's Lily right there. Who just hand, who just uh, handed me the pen? Did you consider you and the princess best friends? Oh, and another showing of how people will just latch onto other people for popularity and not for real reasons. <laughs> she does a wonderful job, Mandy. Mandy, she's great and just such a sweetheart. Great. And there's Charlotte. I mean, so. And if you notice uh, the names in the movie, Lily and Charlotte, uh, they're the names of your assistant and my best friends. So. That's right. And also they have the Lily and Charlotte. Uh, um, Grove School. Grove building. Sc Grove School building, yes. Mm -hmm. And there was a scene that was cut from this, uh, from the movie, in which uh, there was a great, great uh, saying. It was uh, Mario Iskafish Market. Oh, no. And, uh, and uh, that's a saying. That's an allusion to uh, the producer Mario Iskovich. Ah. Uh, and also, of course, there was the Falcon earlier, the Falcon Sports Center. That's right, which is after Gary's Falcon Theater. Mm -hmm. The character of Josh is so amazingly cheesy, and I think it's perfectly ex exemplified in this scene with, Man. hold on, with his next line. Just watch this, it's incredible. Hi! Hi. Step into my office. <laughs> <laughs> Who says that? Uh. <laughs> Almost gave it a British twist, didn't he? Yes, so, uh, he did. I hope Atlantis on TV didn't freak you out too much. <laughs> no. Okay, I remember shooting at this location. It got so, so, so hot. And um, they actually needed to build a screen across the top because the sun was so intense and we, people were really, really not doing well. I mean, they were sweating. Um, it is tough. It yeah. was. But actually, this is a really famous uh, location. People shoot there all the time. They actually shot a lot of uh, the, the sorority house in the beginning of Legally Blonde was shot there. Really? And uh, we shot here for an episode on my television series, Get Real. Annie, you are a, a mass of information that I would never, I never have known. It's amazing. You know, I'm just learning now that I actually do like film. <laughs> Just ask me. And it was originally owned by a really, really rich society lady. When she died, she, de she dedicated it to the nuns. I was in the middle of a scene and somebody was making noise. And I remember just turning around saying, can you please be quiet? And out walks this 90-year-old nun. Oh, that puts you in your place very fast. It really does, so I haven't said anything like that since. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. That shot just running into the, uh, that girl running into that hall wasn't me. <laughs> really? If you, yes, it was, it was a, a double because I was off doing something else and uh, they just stuck a girl in a wig and shot her running into that room. No, oh, the, nice the magic of movies. Off. I'm going to take the school bus with the other kids. Okay, I look like an asparagus. 
but a very, very cute asparagus. I think this is the sweetest costume. Oh, thank you very much. Well, you didn't. That's because you didn't have to wear it. Uh -huh. um, I don't like wearing bathing suits in real life, and wearing one on camera was terrifying because you hear all those things. So, about... pardon me for asking, but what do you wear when you go swimming or to the beach? Um, <laughs> <laughs> you got me on that one, Jules. <laughs> do you like bathing suits or bikinis? Um, well, actually, now that I'm becoming more comfortable with my body, I wear bikinis. Um, but I also definitely have full one suits. But I was so nervous before we shot this scene, and this is just a testament to how great Gary and the entire crew was because uh, I went up to Gary and I said, you know, I'm sorry if I'm a little uh, quiet behind the scenes. I'm really nervous right now. And he just kept giving me hugs and saying, oh, you look beautiful, you look beautiful. And if you look, uh, there's a door right behind me. And uh, that's, of course, a set. And uh, the sound department, lovely, lovely men, put up a sign that said, we love you, Annie. Oh. And I went back there and I, started, I almost started crying because it was oh. so sweet. Oh. And then uh, after the second take, I went back there and they had added a lot. So they, everybody took care of me on this oh. movie. Also, Gary gave okay, you a little skirt, which was so pretty for that. Which I thanked him for profusely. Yes. <laughs> Clever, Mr. Jones. There we go. This wonderful shots of this um, catamaran. Mm -hmm. Actually, this is amazing. We shot this on a beach in uh, Los Angeles, but that opening shot with the uh, with a kite was shot in San Francisco, and because you saw the Golden Gate Bridge in the background, you never question it. It's amazing. Oh. And I, okay, we shot out on the ocean for three hours. It was absolutely freezing because it was 50 degrees. And You're the, kidding. And I would have thought it would have been wonderful. No, it wasn't at all. And we, I was ready to die at the end of it. Um, and there, there was and about freckled. three seconds. Totally <laughs> freckled. There was about three seconds of, uh, of boat time in the entire movie. <laughs> How cute is Mandy's costume? Oh, it's adorable. And I think this is another great thing that Gary Jones did was, uh, especially with my costume right here, we wanted to show that Mia's trying to look like the Lynette. She's trying to really fit in. Yeah, and, clever uh, but idea. Not, but she's not quite getting it, yeah, which is why we very did her clever. hair that way too. Which is, of course, saying that you should never try to be someone else because you won't be able to pull it off. You should just be yourself. That's true. And with that, I'm ready to have a cucumber sandwich. Hey, and now you're going backwards now, right? Yes. Okay. I can't get over these. These are so good. <laughs> I've got you hooked. Good. <gasps> That's a great line. Most other girls that I bring in the boat freak out. <laughs> I like that little song. Cute. Stupid Cupid. Mm -hmm. And there's that's Lenore Thomas. Uh, darling, darling, darling lady. <laughs> I love her hair color. Look at the two hair colors there. Do you believe that? Mm -hmm. Well, actually, interesting story. The boy on the right is Patrick Pfluger, a uh, really lovely guy. He's from Minnesota. This was his first and, film. And he, yes, he had wasn't an actor until this movie. No, he wasn't. Look how he knows to look really <laughs> dorky there, right? Well, I'm sure he'll appreciate that. No, but, but I mean, he really was acting. He's not like that in real life. But he's in a band in oh, real life, and his band's name is, I think, Cyanide. He's and just he, adorable. And he dyes his hair before every show. And when he came to audition for Princess Diaries, his hair just happened to be red, and so they just decided to keep it. Yeah. But I remember we would he would come in, and one day he'd taken a shower, and he had red dye running down the back of his <laughs> neck, and the hair department was flipping out. And it was of course, great. It, again, everybody, every young kid these days is probably tipping their hair color for the summer and things like that. It's, oh, yeah. it's so with it. I'm really amazed. Look at that sky. What was it? While we were shooting that, I said I just couldn't wait to see the scene because the sky was unbelievably beautiful. And of course, it's supposed to be 
late June here, but if you look, my look nose is completely time. red because <laughs> it was so cold. I remember we were... And it's not from sunburn, then. It's just because it was cold. No, and I remember we, we kept pleading with Gary to shoot that us. That must have killed your legs to run up there, didn't it? It was okay. It was okay. You know, I'm, I'm sort of in shape. But that <laughs> scene was so cold that we pleaded with Gary to shoot us from the waist up so we could uh, all wear sweatpants. Oh, really? <laughs> That's great. So he eventually did, but this was a long day, I remember. Yeah. Because, yeah, because um, he was shot in the morning and then had the whole night. Oh. It was actually a couple of days, but that last day when we just had to get everything in was so hard. And then also... Um, yeah, because you have to be done by a certain time just to right, bring it in on budget. Right. And then also there are certain child labor laws. Yes. And uh, I've been there. Uh -huh. And actually, one of them is you need, uh, until you graduate from high school, you have a limited amount of time in which you can work. That's and right. I graduated from high school before we shot this movie. So it would get to the point where they would say, okay, we need to get the younger kids out of here. Annie, can you wait? So I'd be like... <laughs> Okay. Yes, because so you could I, work and the others could Yeah, so yeah. I would always be the first one there and the last one to leave. Mm. It's okay, but they paid me overtime, so well, <laughs> I good. didn't mind. Mm. And that's when I went shopping. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Look at that sky. It's just mm. amazing, and that's real. I tell you you can't, well, I guess you can manipulate it nowadays with CGI, but that was just incredible. Oh, he's so wonderful. <laughs> <Thank> you. <laughs> what a horrible... Boy. <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> they cut away just before I realized that he was actually serious. Thank you, Jeremiah, for your puppery of prestidigitations for the past hour. Obviously, Princess Mia has a problem. Oh, this is a scene so showing that Mia sold out her old friends, which is horrible, which no one should. Also showing that the queen does embroidery in her spare time. Exactly, and that she has a vested interest in Mia's life and Mia's friends. Which I thought was or great. is watching it probably for the mm -hmm. very first time. This scene, actually, we uh, the inside of the shack. Eric and I uh, shot this at 1 a.m. No, uh, 1 a.m. on a Friday night. So we had an entire week of work. This, this of course, isn't. But um, he was really great. Eric is such a sweet, sweet guy. Really, you know, he's very cool and macho. But I must say, he he really does turn it on well, doesn't he? He really does. And then, but then, when you really get him to be himself, he's just a total puppy dog. Really, really <laughs> sweet. That's the, so great, that woman egging her on. And if you heard that line, go away, all of you, and leave me alone, that was another ADR line. Yes. <laughs> what, are we friends with Mia now? Yes, we hate Josh. Sorry, it's hard to keep up with who we're not talking to. Wait, wait, here she comes. Mia, uh, Mia, 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 I'm really sorry. I can't talk. I, ha I have to go get my clothes. Well, here we've got your clothes. You'll be a lot warmer. You guys want to help me? Yeah, you know, Josh is such an idiot. We're going to make sure no one bothers. This was another one of those scenes where they said, Annie, we need to shoot them first. And then, Aww. so I think at this point I was acting opposite um, the craft service guy. In your close-ups. <laughs> yeah, he was standing in for the younger kids, but oh. it was fine, it was fine, because, you well, know... if I'd been at shooting at that hour, I mean, you'd have had bags under my eyes for days, but I guess you could get away with it. It was okay, it. but you didn't really care, because the location was so beautiful. Yeah. Uh, this was so horribly embarrassing to shoot this, because one take, they got it, and the, the thing sort of started to fall, and I was like, no, 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 My mom always told me I couldn't cry and told me to be a big girl. 
You've been hurt, so you just cry, okay? <laughs> it was really oh, I love this. I remember I was so nervous before we shot that scene because I didn't know what the heck I was going to do with it. And we got there and there was a lot more to that scene. And like, I actually like had this whole huge dramatic breakdown. And then uh, afterwards when I said, I'm like, Gary, what happened? Where'd the scene go? And he goes, we're making a comedy, Annie. say <laughs> something. Well, there's not much to say. You're so good in this scene. I mean, just so really good glasses. Yeah, really understated, but. See, then that's the thing that uh, when playing anger in films, it's always really difficult. A lot of people, you know, try to scrunch up their face and get really angry, and yeah. you do it. You know what I should point out, Annie? The the picture on my desk is of some very close friends of Blake's and mine, and that's <laughs> Michael and Sheila Kidd. You'll see them again maybe in a minute. Well, it's very nice that you changed the topic as I was complimenting you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. Thank you, love. <laughs> and there's my dad in the background, and there's us in the foreground. Um, Except for your mm -hmm. beach friends. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'm meeting with the press in an hour to do some damage control. We I were about to. Oh, that's it. That's it. But so, there's one later, isn't there? Uh, isn't yes, there's. Well, there's my actual dad. And uh, earlier, there now. was that uh, that shot with the man in the background with the beard holding up the wine glass with the the picture of Julie and I in the front. And I would like to point out that that's actually my real dad in yes, real life. Yes, and who he's is, lovely. Yes, he's a lawyer. Um, my dad, his name's Jerry, and he's very sweet. We could not find an actor who looked like me uh, to stand and in and take And also looked pictures. like a prince and exactly. looked handsome. Exactly, exactly. We just, he, does, I guess, does not exist in the city of Los Angeles. And so Gary said, well, uh, can you send us some pictures of your father? So I did, and they pieced him together and made him look very princely. And then uh, we found out that the day they were going to shoot, they were just going to shoot another actor and give him a, a toupee or something with my dad's, or not a toupee, but a wig, uh, with my dad's hair in the back, uh, my dad's hair color. And then when they found out my dad was going to be in San Francisco the day they were shooting that. So they used him. <laughs> but even though my dad was the one in the pictures and the one writing in the journal, and that is his real handwriting, as you'll see, uh, it's not his voice. Actually. Oh, I thought it was. Yeah, Rene uh, Abergeois, I think, is how you say his name. Aubergeois, uh, yeah, uh, Aubergeois, I think. <laughs> Something like that. I'm not that cool. Um, <laughs> yes, he was actually in a play. Gary has a theater called the Falcon Theater in Los Angeles. Right. And uh, Look, he, Lillian Charlotte Grove. Yes, building. there you go. And uh, <laughs> but Rene was in a play, and so Gary asked him to do the voiceover. Oh. I think he does a beautiful job. He with does. It's me at Thermopolis. Can you autograph your picture for me? Josh did. Yes, of course, the song in the background is the Backstreet Boys. It actually, <laughs> was a song everyone should go out and buy the soundtrack because this is a song not released in America. Really? Until now. So great. Also, the main sweet theme at the beginning of the picture is a charming theme. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. beautiful. Wait, can I talk to you for a minute, please? This scene was so much fun to shoot because Heather is an incredibly giving actress as well as friend, and she just gave me so much, so much. Also, it scene. is interesting the way she's always playing with a ball in the movie. I mean, yeah. at the very beginning, she's mm -hmm. pushing it back and forwards in her hands when you're mm -hmm. just about to barf in, in the uh, yep. speech. Yep, and here and she then, is again. And there's another place, I think, too, in the movie. I'm not sure. <laughs> Actually, it was funny because... Uh, Heather and I had to, we were out in Florida supporting the WNBA All-Star Game, and we had to, uh, just sort of as a promo for the Princess Diaries, but also because it was really fun, we had to play a game of jumbo basketball. 
and we had to have a three throw contest and I totally, totally kicked her butt in it. And I was uh, <laughs> I was making fun of her and she goes, well, did you see me in the movie? I was shooting well and you weren't. And I said, well, <laughs> hey, hey, it was my character that was missing the shots, not me. And she's like, oh yeah, right. So oh. we had a moment there. <laughs> so you are really very good. Huh? I grew, I was a total athlete growing up. I played soccer for 12 years. I played basketball for six. Oh, I played soccer, s- that's so good Oh, it was you. great. And I played yeah. softball for most of my life. And so to actually come here and play this really, this athletic girl, but in, uh, who's athletic in a non-conventional sense was really hard for me. Softball is like um, uh, baseball, right? Only with a softball. With, no, no, no. It's actually, it's a hard ball, but it's a, it's a larger ball. And instead of pitching overhand, you pitch underhand. I see. Have you actually ever seen uh, another one of, Gary didn't direct it, but his sister directed it, but he's in it, A League of Their Own? Yes, I saw that. That movie um, in it, it's actually funny because it's women playing baseball. But in the uh, tryout scene, uh, when a woman's pitching and she's pitching in a softball style, in fast pitch softball style. Uh-huh. We used to call that rounders in, oh. in my youth in England. Isn't that like cricket? No, round. No, <laughs> nothing's like cricket. Cricket is totally not understandable. But uh, but rounders is like a softball game. It's like um, like baseball. You know, you p- people on base and all of that. Mm-hmm. And then uh, your basketball we call netball. Netball. Oh, we and, do in schools. And I mean, of course, we uh, probably have basketball. Now. Soccer is called football, right? That's right. Mm-hmm. And this scene is very important in the film because um, it, this is one of the first moments in which Mia really starts thinking that A, she can do it because she has the support of her friend, but B, that she should do it. She should become a princess yeah. because, as Lily says, she would have this power and how many teenagers have it. Right. It's a, it's a wonderful message in mm-hmm. the movie and it's not slammed home at you or rammed no, down your throat. So. It's just so subtly suggested mm-hmm. that there is responsibility. I love it when the Queen later says... You know, we all think it's about marrying oh, the, the prince and, and wearing the a tiara. Right. Absolutely. And it's actually a job, a real job. Right. And, I, and I've been saying the character of me is a great role model for young girls. But the character of Lily is re- really is, too, because she's a girl who... Who admits even, when she's wrong. She when says, she's wrong. I, even the though, green monster of jealousy got into me. Right. Yeah. And even though she doesn't necessarily have a whole lot of power, she still tries to get her voice out there and make a difference yes. in the world. So Probably she's a wonderful role model, yeah. too. Probably started you off in the right direction. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I like to think that after this movie is finished, that that if if it was a true story, you'd continue your friendship. Of course, yes. That's great. Uh, of course, Scott Grossman, the choreographer on this, who choreographed that lovely dance you did with Hector, choreographed all of the... Uh... Annie, how do you remember all these names? I don't know. I remember I... all the faces, but my <laughs> God, you're good at it. Because I saw them all last night at the casting. Oh. <laughs> but he, uh, okay. he choreographed all of the uh, cheerleader things, too. Look at that look. I love that look on your <laughs> Thank face. You. Would you rather hit a beach ball? Order me a pizza, huh? Pepperoni. Oh! oh! <laughs> Gets me every time. Oh man! And I would like to point out that that actually hit his stomach, not his nether regions. But everyone thinks it's different. Go, Annie, go! There's all my dance training coming out. Good leap. Thank you. Slide in. One, two, three. Yes. Oh, I remember. I really got into that slide, but the first time we did it, and so, and then Gary said, you know, we got to do it again. Uh, did and it then burn? we had to do it over and over and over. And if you look, actually, if you rewind it and look at it, I have a, a scab on my uh, elbow. El- my elbow. And that well, I would that think day. so. Ah, uh, the nose strip scene. This actually, the nose strip was my idea too. Oh, it's wonderful. Thank you. I was worried it would be too sticky, but Gary told me it wouldn't be, so. And I love your take. 
this take. Oh. <laughs> well, have you ever used one of those? Yes, things? I have. Because they work. They, they work. they do terribly well, but they hurt so bad. <laughs> I love that. Very funny. <laughs> and that really, my nose really did get red. <laughs> but you know what? It's totally appropriate. Exactly. Do you want the check now? Because I have the last payment and. Yeah. Thank you. Are you hungry or thirsty? No. Oh, here it is. Um. Thank you so much for doing this for me. It's really, really great. And I have to say, uh, once again, Gary Jones, so great, right. just working with me on Mia as a character. Um, and when I went to him and I said, you know, Mia really doesn't have a... I know you're remarkably talented at making women look great. Mia doesn't have any fashion sense whatsoever. We need to basically make me look good while looking bad. Mm -hmm. which is, and also I said, you know, she probably would wear the same clothes over and over, which is why this is the second time we're wearing this shirt. And I'm sure it went against every single one of his instincts, but he really worked with me on it, and oh. it was so great. When do you wear this one? I wore it in the scene, in the uh, the uh, trolley scene. I wore it underneath oh, the, the jacket. Oh, of course you did. I didn't realize that. With the <clears> jeans, and those jeans, they were the same pair of jeans that I wore every day because it was really important to me to represent... Um, actually, I'm wearing those jeans right now, come <laughs> to think of it. It was really important to represent me as a real girl. Oh, so somebody... one of us got some of the clothes from the jeans, <laughs> right? Okay, but, okay, I think there's a difference between jeans and a Valentino suit. I think so, too, <laughs> right? You don't have to wear But uh, I just wanted to show that some a lot of girls don't necessarily have amazing wardrobes as as they are often portrayed in film and movies. No, they don't. And, and TV. they they do all the sort of they, they put on whatever goes with anything, you know. Basically, yeah. So, he's trying to de-glam during the movie. Oh. 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 The music he's hurt, here is she's great. Hurt. Yeah. Ow. <laughs> nice <laughs> moment. Thank you. Was this fun to do, this scene? It, you know what, it should have been, but I felt so bad because I could see Mandy's skin start to turn red after every take because the ice cream was so cold. Oh, right. That there's no, and also I didn't, I mean, of course Mia loves to shoving the ice cream cone in Lana's chest, but I didn't like shoving it into Mandy's, she's too nice. <laughs> it's true, I, I had to do something with Carol Burnett once where we were hurling clotted cream at each other. We were having an English tea, funnily enough, and... Uh, it was difficult to do to your best friend, you know? Mm -hmm. And can I just say that um, since she's absolutely one of my heroes and somebody who I've been studying since I was a little girl, it's so cool to hear you say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's a, a great, great friend, and she's uh, my daughter Emma's godmother, too. Really? Yes. Can I be Emma? <laughs> I'd be happy if you were. Oh, you're so sweet. Maybe not exactly Emma, but maybe her sister. Because <laughs> I wouldn't want to lose my Emma. I met Emma. She's lovely. Yeah. She actually has she helped, she's helped you write a few of your books, Yes, right? she has. Um, uh, we, we're doing a, a children's book series together, and it's the best fun to do. Mm -hmm. And which which is that? It's, the, it's a series for really young children called the Dumpy series right. about a little dump truck. Right. Who's called, obviously, Dumpy. Mm -hmm. And we've, uh, we've got our third one coming out this Christmas and uh, another one coming out in the spring. Wow. It's great. I it's... love this car with the flags. It looks so good. And also the car was dark blue instead <laughs> of black like most limos. Not that I've ridden in that many, but... It's a present for your 16th birthday from your father. It was... Do you remember this day? I do. Do you remember this day? I, remember I For this some day. reason, I think I'm allergic to paint. 
And was because that the paint, or was there so much dust? Because this was a very dusty set. A very dusty set, and the paint. And one of the things that I, I'm really not allergic to anything except oil paint. Mm -hmm. And this studio was filled with oil paint, so I completely lost my voice that day. Mm -hmm. And if you can hear, it's pitched very low. And I had to come back in and what we call loop it. Uh, because uh, actually, do you remember that at one point somebody stood behind me and said my lines? That's why you mouthed them. It was so yeah. hard not to laugh. Because, I know. Because you well, have to. Uh, the, I think it was Ellen Schwartz who did it, and Ellen, <laughs> who has the loudest voice, the on loudest set, voice on purpose, loveliest woman, so sweet. But um, she would basically say something. Like, she's like, "I believe you can be a princess." Yes, that <laughs> is, is hard. Yeah. But I think I think it turned out rather nicely. In fact, yeah. I don't think anyone would have ever known if we hadn't told them. There you are. There's the there's the main thing about the movie. It's a mm -hmm. real job, and I love this. You are an extraordinary person, Grandma. This was the last scene of the movie we shot. Do you yes, remember that? Yes, it was. But I don't think I meant to do this. I, I would be so afraid. But it was so strange that I, that I lost my voice completely, and somebody was actually saying my lines behind my head while I mouthed them. Then I came back in later and put it all right. <laughs> Not the whole scene. Some of it was saved. Mm -hmm. Well, as I said. I have faith in you. I don't know which one of those it was. Mm -hmm. I think it's great that Clarice and me are actually having tea together in, in Mia's setting. I'm a yeah. writer. Uh, <laughs> this this interchange soaps, is so good. I was laughing when they shot this. I was I had to make an entrance, actually. This was originated at an earlier point. So it was to take place at an earlier point in the script. Ah. And I could not make my entrance because I laughed every single time. <laughs> That's what the character said. <laughs> We've all got our favorite lines in this movie. Mm -hmm. And of course, Mia's doing yoga to show that she's not a conventional athlete, but she is athletic. Uh, I do have one favor to ask. Mm -hmm. Gary uh, shot this whole scene, and when I come back and hug you, and he took it out for some reason, took the hug out in one of the earlier... Um, oh, did he? Earlier prints, oh. yeah. And I said, Gary, please put the hug back in. I'm, I'm going to go side with you on that one. I, think yeah. right. I mean, actually, originally you said, I love you, Mia, which I can imagine that might be a little too yeah. heavy-handed. And, uh, kind just, of the, just the, the hug, hug you needed. Because that's the arc of the character, that she's so stiff to start with. Exactly. And, then... and, I, and I love your reaction at the end of the scene, because when you think about it, a queen probably doesn't hug people that often. No, and the fact that she actually pulled it off and was quite pleased with herself. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the emotions came through for a moment, yeah. <laughs> and some of you might be noticing a weird hand. That is my hand. Yes. Uh, Gary and I were trying to figure out what a nervous trait of Mia's was, and we decided that... Yeah, you use gets, it wonderfully. Thank you. Quite she a, likes to mm. finger her hair, and also helps that I'm, my arms are double-jointed. <laughs> Here's this moment. Yeah. Oh, my dear. You are first and foremost my granddaughter. She doesn't know whether she can oh, give you a hug. a great <laughs> moment. Really, you just said it all with your face. It was beautiful. Here we go. Ha! <laughs> I did that rather well, didn't I, is yes, what she's thinking. Yes, well, <laughs> and, and like you know what, and that's what I was thinking about you. You did it rather well. <laughs> I love that, too. This is my first big studio film. I had such an amazing time on this. I hope I they're all like well, it. Well, listen, you came to the right studios I for your so. first major film. I, well, I Disney, did it at Disney's, Gary. too, yeah. Poppins was my first movie, and for Disney, and I could not have been more spoiled. Except for uh, dancing on top of... Rooftops at 98 degrees in. Yeah, well, when, when we were rehearsing for Mary Poppins, we, uh, uh, for about, oh, six weeks before we actually six started, weeks? Yeah, started oh, shooting, maybe a, maybe a month, I don't actually remember, we uh, rehearsed on the back lot here at the Disney Studios 
But it was like August and early September. It was like 94 degrees out there. And we shot out in the, we, we rehearsed out in the open under a huge tarpaulin, which actually trapped the heat more. And I tell you, we lost pounds. We firmed up so quickly. It was a wonderful idea, but I thought I was going to expire because being British, I'm not used to that kind of heat. But uh, I tell you, Dick Van Dyke was bouncing around all over the place. He was amazing. Well, I actually just met Dick Van Dyke today at the uh, coronation ceremony. Oh, today on the lot. we I had the supreme honor of being, of having a studio named after me simply because we filmed Mary Poppins on Soundstage 2 and we also filmed The Princess Diaries on the same stage. Well, also, I think, I mean, not only are you pretty legendary in the world, but you're pretty legendary at Disney, so I think it's about time they gave <laughs> well, you something like that. We, Gary has a bench. Gary Marshall has a bench. <laughs> I have a studio. <laughs> a soundstage, I Which is say. great. So I was thrilled and deeply honored. I'll, I'll tell you an, an interesting story. Uh, I read a book on tape once, with, which was a, a little children's story that my father had given me when I was about eight or nine years old. And I was very happy to be allowed to read it on tape. More than happy, when I actually came to read it on tape, I found myself in a state of grace, and I, I couldn't believe it. And I happened to say to a friend, you cannot believe how happy I was this afternoon. I was in this awful little soundstage. Mm-hmm. It was dark and dank and, and dusty. And move. <laughs> and I couldn't move, and yet... I just felt so happy. And he said, do you know what Freud's definition of happiness is? And I said, no, I don't. He said, it's the absence of fear and the realization of a childhood dream. Now, if you think about it, in that little tiny sound recording studio, I was didn't have any fear, I was totally safe, and I was recreating something that my father had given me. I was, I tell you, in an absolute state of grace that day. It's a good definition, isn't it? It's perfect. There's a shot here I love when it starts to rain. Oh, and the the umbrella's up. up. And the Genovian pear juggler. (laughs) (laughs) Gary has a juggler in, I think, the last four of his movies. There's been a juggler? There's been a juggler. Boy, we're beginning to twig some of Gary's... uh, Little idiosyncrasies. Do you think it's gonna rain on us? It never comes down on Willie Brown. Hey, <laughs> of course. We all had to take pictures with him. It was so nice. This is isn't that a sweet shot? Look. At oh, that. it's great. That's enough pear juggling. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, the ironic thing is that that place wasn't in uh, San Francisco. It was in Los Angeles. Yes. The consulate. So we had to fly Willie Brown from San Francisco. Willie Brown is the mayor of San Francisco. We had to fly him to Los Angeles. And actually, he got there in the middle of the day when I was changing from. Uh, uh, from the, the knee highs that I wore, the, the socks, to the pantyhose. Right. So when I met the mayor of San Francisco, I was actually putting on pantyhose. <laughs> it was awful. And they were about they were around my knees and I was pulling them up. Cause How I, many pairs did you go through? Oh, I don't even want to think about it. It's such a horrible waste of nylon. But Gary introduced me and I was like, Gary, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> That's Gary's wife, yes, Barbara, Barbara Marshall. A lovely, a really classy lady. Yes. I don't think that was my hand. <laughs> now, how many times did you do this scene at night? Well, actually, this scene took a while to shoot. Um, and you must have been but so But there was were you an entire scene that was cut out. There was We spent hours shooting in that rain, but it was okay. Um, <laughs> did you was, underdress to not get quite so wet? Oh, we did, but then that actually wound up getting wet, so it made it colder. It does. And this, of course, 
<laughs> Such a great idea that's, that yeah. that has to be a Gary right. line. Absolutely. And then um, it's not always clear, but the the M and M's on the pizza came from when he was asking Mia out. That's right. Um, he asked if, and that actually came from another scene that was cut. That was better explained. But there were the M and M's on the piano at the yes, beginning. Yes, of course, of, yeah. of course. So it really does come together. Press Thank you. Thank you. Oh, hi. Where are you from? Uh, teen scene magazine. I love her hair. Good. Teen scene magazine. <laughs> That's a Gary Jones creation. He he designed that gown. And I do believe those are Harry Winston's you're wearing. They right? are Harry Winston jewels, and uh, every day I wore them, there was a man about six paces away from me that was just a bodyguard because there's over a million dollars worth of jewelry in the crown alone. In the those were real jewels in the crown. Oh, absolutely. Yes. See, I haven't earned them yet. People like got rhinestones. <laughs> I, had, I love the way he does his figure. It's, it's, he's a really great, really yes. funny, funny man. No, listen, the, the real thing sparkles like you don't believe. Look at that. No, I'm not, Your Majesty. They were gorgeous to wear, I have to tell you. Looks beautiful. Thank you. And of course, that's the intersection. This is the same hill in which they hit, uh, me and Clarice hit the, uh, the trolley car. The trolley car. But that's not me right there. That's the stunt woman who's driving the car. Which is why I, it was so important that I put the hood on. Oh, right. <laughs> Cover you up. Mm -hmm. I couldn't get Joseph on the cell phone. There's too much static from the storm. The press is starting to complain about making... But this, uh, the, the rain scene, the, this whole sequence about when I'm crying, that was so cold. That was, we were shooting there in the middle of October in San Francisco, so it was just starting to get and really, really cold. cold and damp. Yeah. And um, at, at one point, I was just completely soaked. And um, I had to go over and stand in front of a heater, and there was steam coming off me. Oh, God. So it was funny. I think the first, I don't mean to sound boastful, but the first six movies I made all had rain in them. Of course. And I began to think it was almost like a good luck thing. You know, if there was rain, <laughs> we'd be okay. It wasn't that bad. I mean, when you think about it, of all the things that could have gone wrong in a movie or how awful it could have been, if the rain was the hardest thing to work in, it's nothing yeah. to complain no, about. I agree with you. Yes, they must have a legitimate Rinaldi blood. This is a sort of um, sub-storyline just yes. to show, give me a more motivation to take over the throne, the whole Antrokin matter. Then it's time. Oh, Queen Clarice, she has to give up her whole country, she thinks. I love the fact that the windshield wipers are still going. Ah, <laughs> oh, love that music. Yeah, people <laughs> applaud in the theatre, don't they? Of course, well, it's so per I mean, that's such a Gary Marshall thing. It's so great. I sit up. I'm not wearing a stitch of makeup and it all washed uh, off. And it all washed off. <laughs> I love the fact that he says, did you happen to be running away? Yeah. That was another ADR line. <laughs> Excepting that um, he, he shot it two or three ways, if I recall. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Which is not unusual for Gary. And, of course, there are the men from the trolley car. <laughs> I love that when she says, I apologize for the delay. And, oh, hello. <laughs> That's another goodbye trolley people, isn't it? And of course, here's Mia being totally afraid to speak in front of the public And frozen again. and wet. Yeah. But it's also just recalling, you know, when she threw up when before she yes. was one of her classmates. This is just to speak in front of uh, pretty much the world because you have to figure this is probably being broadcast. She was probably a little freaked out. And I have to say, I think it's great. I just love it. And I know I've said I have to say a million times, but I just love it that 
we did the scene, and this actually was a, a Gary edition, where he said, originally in the script, uh, Mia was wearing a full ball gown, had her hair and makeup perfectly done yes, while she, she did. did the speech. And Gary, about uh, two weeks before we started filming, came to me and said, Annie, I really don't think we can shoot it like that. He goes, I would really love it if she was really soaking wet, like she'd just yes. come in from the rain. And I said, Gary, why? I mean, why on earth would you want to do this? He goes, because otherwise people are going to think that the only way she was able to get her power and become to become empowered was because she looked great. And anybody can do that, but we have to show that it came from within her. Yes. Oh, how smart. Yeah. Which is so great that we're shooting, that, like I said, we're sh I shot this without any makeup, with my hair was soaking wet, and yet you really do believe Mia can be a princess because you see that it's really within yeah, her. Yeah, I think you do this scene wonderfully well. Thank you. I love the way it's shot because before she has kind of made the decision, they shoot it straight on, which is a little more naked, and then as she starts to become more sure of himself, they switch the angles. Yes. Oh, that's nice, yes. I'm not so afraid anymore. I love also that little um, that the grandmother does when you start speaking too fast. Yes. Oh, it's wonderful. I had every intention of giving up my claim to the throne. And my mother helped me. It's Caroline Goodall, lovely, lovely woman yes, and actress. Yes, English Great lady. Mother. Yes, who had to don an American accent That's for this right. Role. But then I wondered how I'd feel after I was so nervous before I had to do this. I remember I was backstage just ready to, to explode because I was just, I didn't know what to do with it. And after the first take, when we did it, I dropped to the floor because I was so embarrassed. Because I don't like, I don't like public speaking either. <laughs> so I just think about myself. And how lame is that when there's like 7 billion other people out there on the planet? And when... <clears throat> <laughs> sorry, sorry. No. You're right, it is. <laughs> it's a lovely I love moment. that little thing. Just a little moment between them. And of course, there are the roses with the microphone. That's probably yes. a much better use of my time. Some of the Queen's roses are in there. See, if I were princess of Genovia, then... And I think it's a testament to uh, how good an actor Heather Matarazzo is in this scene, because those are her real tears. Yes. This is her. She's tearing up right here. And I wasn't the one reading it, because uh, I was in makeup or something, and they didn't tell me that they were shooting her coverage. Aww. Of course, otherwise I would have demanded to be there. Yeah. But, so once again, Ellen Schwartz was reading it. <laughs> so you have someone going, so I am Amelia Mionette Thermopolis Rinaldi, princess of Genovia. <laughs> and and Heather and Heather did it. Mm. She's a great, great actress. Amelia Mionette Thermopolis Rinaldi, Princess of Genovia. And this speech, I've gotta say, really stayed the same from when I auditioned and when we shot it. It really didn't change that much. Oh. You got it right. You nailed it right Aww. exactly the first Thank time. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> this was my very first tiara. I was rather fond of it. I'm hoping you will be, too. Grandma, but you, you had it already. How did you know I'd even be here? I think it's, it's really cool. I think tiaras are amazingly regal, and they can just improve any outfit. <laughs> Especially <laughs> if they're made of the real thing, right, I tell well, you. Which mine weren't. But <laughs> it was, sure looked like it. <laughs> a uh, wonderful it. woman made your tiara, oh, I remember. Oh, yeah, she, she specially designed it for my head. Yes. And, and it was just the tiara. I remember I everybody thought, trying to pick the design mm -hmm. and saying what would be the most flattering, yeah. what would be different from mine, uh -huh. you know. But I just love that Mia doesn't get the tiara until she really earns it. Right. Now, do those diamonds sparkle or what? Oh, they do, absolutely. <laughs> and, and even though she's wet and soaking, she 
really does look like a princess here, and it yes. has nothing to and it has nothing to do with what's on the outside. It's it's coming from within her. Amelia, princess of Genovia. Genovia, he should have said. <laughs> but he was speaking for all the Americans. Of present. course. Yes. Perhaps we'd better get you dried off now. <laughs> Thank you. No longer does Mia stand for missing in action. Genovia has a new princess. Oh, and this is a favorite moment, too. Oh. I remember it was incredible. Too that was such fun discovering each other's ball gowns that day, oh, wasn't it? It was wonderful. But it was, for me, so much fun to see the metamorphosis of the physical transformation that Mia makes. Because yes. the first day of filming, I was in the pre-makeover look, and extras were talking about me behind my back, and the crew members were like, okay, I guess they're choosing someone different. Um, yeah. Because <laughs> nobody knew what I looked like. And so then uh, the third day of filming, I wore the post-makeover look, and people didn't recognize me. No. And then I did this, and people really, really responded to uh, the whole princess look too so well, those two costumes were great i think were, the color of my gown is the most stunning color i couldn't i mean could you tell me could you describe that color i couldn't it's it's special peach <laughs> <laughs> sort of buttercup peach or, or butternut peach or something like that and everybody just looks gorgeous here i think the hair makeup cost everybody i mean yes. heather look at that pretty tiara yeah i'm and Robert's actually quite a good dancer. Is he? Because when we actually started rehearsals, we had to take ballroom dancing together, and uh -huh. he could not dance to save his life. He would step on my feet, and I was so nervous about shooting this, but he really worked on it diligently and got it down. He's a good dancer now. Oh. No, pretty music, too. It's perfect. It's perfect. They had the same idea I had, but now the garden is occupied. And Hector cleans up pretty nice, huh? Yes. <laughs> Everybody does. Now, uh, one thing that was cut from the movie was that I kept saying, I want roses, mm -hmm. I want fountains, I want fairy lights in the trees. Do you remember? Yes. And it was actually cut from the, from the movie, but the Queen actually makes the edict that the garden's a mess and it has to happen. <laughs> Right, but I think this—I think this garden was really all you. You going to everyone and just saying the garden really needs to be perfect. The, yes, the kiss. And I think this is possibly one of the best kisses ever. Yes, there so, the and also, pops. and I love the way Walter shot this because he kind of shot the rest of the movie in such a, a way that was very real. And then finally at the ending, he shoots it very soft and with a fairy yeah. tale feel there's to it. There's one fountain and there's another, oh. and all of a sudden, there they are. I was so thrilled because. I think it was partly one of my suggestions. It, oh, it absolutely that, was. That everything should be made fairy tale. Nice that you go back for a second one, too. And then, like the empowered woman she is, she grabs him. Good. <laughs> She's going to do all right, that absolutely. princess. Yes. And Gary loves this moment because it shows that Mia and Michael are different together. How <laughs> you did that, I'll never know. Well, there's a word for that, isn't there? It's it's the robot, I think. Yeah. I don't know. It, <laughs> I've just seen a lot of other people do it, so I was just trying to imitate that. It was great. <laughs> and do you remember how people kept yelling down and up? Yes. Because when you were dancing up, everybody mm -hmm. else had to dance yeah. down. Which now, I, I think was... these two are sneaking off for a little moment, don't you? I think they are, but I think they've earned it. Yeah. It's been a strenuous couple of days. And Oh, well, I mean, imagine what the poor queen's been through. Worried to death. And look at death. how beautiful Heather looks there. They yeah. really... And all of us look beautiful.
Now, wait, let's see if they duck for a minute anywhere, if you can see it. They will, actually, when I start, uh, I start spinning in a second. Yeah, and then everybody ducks while you stand out above and them. And Gary, Gary Marshall. Yes, Gary going across. through, just and on actually, the right of the screen. In the, past, in the background, you see uh, Scott, Mar- Scott That's Marshall. That's his sister right there, too. Yes. Well, not Here Penny. See everybody, other, everybody's uh, gone down. See, everybody's gone down. And you're spinning. Oh. Smiling. And this is, I'm wearing a gorgeous uh, Richard Tyler. I'm very upset that I wasn't on the plane with you, but I presume she went ahead. I, yes. Yes, and is waiting for you. And actually, uh, the diamond earrings in my uh, ears, my parents got for me uh, for my 18th birthday. Oh, so. what a lovely 18th gift. <sighs> That's a very Scottish-looking castle in Genovia. It is, but, but just uh, the way Hector said that, you know, welcome to Genovia, and yeah. you see this. And, sorry, Genovia. Mm-hmm. It's just perfect. Look at the flag actually waving up there, I know, too. I know. I gather Gary had a, a lot of uh, comment on that. He, he, it was put in afterwards. There you are. There's Ellen Schwartz's yes, name. Yes, that was the woman who did all of the fun voices. Tommy <laughs> Harper was great. I must say, looking over these credits, I just reminded of how wonderful everybody was who worked on this. Yeah, it was a real. It's a family movie, and we were a family. We really were. Yes. And I, and it's not just like Hollywood talking. I, I'm really going to just love this. Well, you know what? Uh, I, I, it sounds so corny, but I remember all those wonderful memories from from uh, um, Mary Poppins, and I think you're going to remember all of these wonderful memories. I don't think you can forget your first No, film. you can't forget, and I'm going to have a heck of a lot of memories from this <laughs> Just the fun we had. Gary Lady Combs, Lyndon Lord, yes, can you see that? Yes, and Lord Fricker, Gary Combs, <laughs> uh, the man who tripped over me, was actually also our stunt coordinator. Yes, right. Lady Lyndon Laub is named after Walter, Walter. Lyndon Laub, who was our uh, director of photography, who made us both look pretty nice, I'd say. I think so. <laughs> I think Mayor so. Mayor Willie Brown was himself. Mm-hmm. And hold on, here comes it. It'll be, I think it says, oh, I think it already happened. I think it said student Meredith. And uh, that Aww. was my, my cousin. Your so. real cousin who was with you on the movie. Yes. Uh, actually was was considered your chaperone. What, yes, how much she was my guardian. She? She's yeah. 21. And she was, th- what, three years older than you? Yep, yep, I yep. love it. <laughs> but just lovely. Oh, and a lot of people stood and in. Fat Louis as himself. As himself. See, that's a lie. There were three Fat Louis, and their their names were not that. And see, the stunt <laughs> coordinator Gary comes. Oh. And Donna Evans Marlowe was my stunt uh, person. Oh, really? God. When was this put on? <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen that one before. You, it was it's in the trailer. No. Yes. Well, um, is it in the in the? And Hallie Demore, I have to say, she's the one who did my eyebrows. Yes. Brilliant. And all those hair people had to deal with the wig, which we called nicknamed the Beast. The Beast. Oh. <laughs> but no, that that actually at one point that was part of a scene that was cut in which the cheerleading squad actually embraces Mia, and I say, Gary, you know, I don't want to hurt Mia to get too cool too quickly. Is it all right if I try to? I don't know, kick a soccer ball and miss. And he goes, okay. And so one take, I decided to really go with it and fall <laughs> down as well. Well, now tell me, what did you think of a real English tea? I absolutely adored it, but I'm glad I don't have to have one every day because I would just get fat as a pig. Yeah, I'm stuffed, are you? <laughs> absolutely stuffed. Happily stuffed. No, that's the, see, that's the thing. There's good stuff and there's bad stuff. There's definitely This is definitely like a good, good stuffed. Yeah, good as stuffed. good as a hot dog or a, or a corn dog, right? Oh, better. Better, yeah. Well, I want you to remember this is your first movie and your first English high tea. Well, how 
Brilliant is that. Who thought of that? Merely what a queen would set up for her <laughs> granddaughter. <laughs> and you are a queen, Julie, in every sense of Thank her. you, my love. It was such fun working with you. You too. Yeah. I really had, I can't, and this is going to sound really, you know, ooh, I'm, you know, sucking up Julie Andrews, but I really learned so much from you and just how to behave <laughs> and, and, what was, and what was really right because you just always treated everyone with the same well, amount of respect. You know what's fun is that we've stayed friends and yeah. uh, it's like we never were apart when we finally get together yes, again. Yes, just great. Yeah, it is for me, my love. The karma on this movie, first of all, we're shooting on the same soundstage as Mary Poppins. Right. Uh, um, Princess Diaries is shot on, on uh, Studio 2. Soundstage 2. Technical. And then Gary's living in your old house. I rented a house while I was making Mary Poppins, and Gary Marshall now actually lives in it. Not bought, to bought it several years later, and... Thank you, Walt Disney, by the way. Thank you, Mr. Disney, for so much for both from both our hearts. <laughs> um, and then the third coincidence is that Gary's wife was Miss Wells, and my name, my original, my real father was Edward Wells, and my name was changed to Andrews. That was my stepfather's name. Mm -hmm when uh, my mother married mm -hmm. Ted Andrews. So, uh, I mean, the, that's three major coincidences. You know, making this lovely film for Disney, uh, this is the first film I've made for Disney since Mary Poppins. Wow. I don't know if you know that, but it's like 32 or 37 years ago, which is mind-boggling for me because it feels like yesterday. And the memories of shooting on the same soundstage, they just came flooding back. Memories of Walt and his what coming was he in. Like? Oh God, he was a lovely man. He was a kind of twinkly-eyed man, very kind, very smart at spotting talent. Mm -hmm. And I have a feeling that if he was still in the studio today, he would be as pleased that that you were on this movie. Oh. He, he would have picked you for sure, no <laughs> doubt about it. Anyway, darling, <laughs> uh, what I'm really saying is that I think Walt. If he's looking down on us, he's certainly approving of this particular movie. Oh, good. I think he is looking down. Yeah. I had a great tea and a great afternoon. Yes. And I think it was lovely. <laughs> anyway, thank you, everybody, for thank listening to us. Thank you very much. Take care. You all take care. Bye. Bye.